The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's giving me the butterflies And my heart beats racing Cause loving you is beautiful And you're so irresistible So don't stop what you're doing, baby So good, and it drives me crazy One touch, I'm in heaven, yeah Cause loving you so beautiful, baby Cause you Phrase start, continue. Uh, hang on a minute, it's gonna go. Uh, um, hang on a minute, let's uh, can't remember. Let's, let's forget that. Okay, right. Good evening, dear listener. Late night alternative. Ian Lee's back. Catherine Boyle is there. Whoops. Well done. Uh, we've got Amy on the phones. 03 44 499 1000 is the telephone number. Here's the thing, right? New listeners every single day once they realize what a car crash LBC has become. Is it too shouty for you? Tough. Once they realise what a car crash LBC has become, we're just getting more and more listeners all the time. We're getting, in fact, we're getting too many listeners. We may have to stop that at some point. But 
if you're waiting for a question, if you're waiting for the, the, the topic, if you're waiting for the, the things, what's, what, what's it about tonight so I can pick up the telephone and call in? There is no, there is no thing. There's no thing. And, and, and if you put those two together, you get the word nothing. So there is nothing. Um, at the moment, after 11, there will be. We're going to talk about um, uh, sexual predators in art. But before that, there's no thing. There's nothing. So you are welcome to call in about absolutely anything uh, you want. And the phone number is very, very simple. It's free for the majority of you. It uh, may cost you pennies if you've got a lousy package. Uh, but don't worry, because you'll speak to Amy. She takes your name and number. Doesn't, doesn't ask what you're calling in about. Takes your name and number and calls you straight back and puts you on the radio. This call is on us, dear listener. 0344991000. That's the phone number. Why don't you try it and see if it works, you slackers. Uh, thank you to almost everybody, almost everybody, who came to see Catherine and myself in Brighton at, at the weekend. Great show, Filthy show, very very blue. Lot of lot of adult material, lot of jokes for the dads, and thank you to almost everybody that came. I say almost everybody. There uh, were quite a few people who came late because there was a football match on. Uh, some of them came late because of a football match. Some came late because they'd just been drinking in another bar. But fortunately, they came in quietly yeah, and they didn't geez. make a big show of themselves it, all the way through. Here's it. the thing: if you come into a show late, right? First of all, don't just sit there giving me skunk eye all night, as one young lady did. And then, secondly, don't sit in the front row, not laughing, talking to the person you've come in late with. And then at the end, uh, then during the interval, dump your bags in the corner on what we laughingly called the stage, but it was the performance area. So then, at the end of the show, when we've said to people, "Hey, if you want to come," get a photograph you can before we um we pack everything up so you then wander onto the stage and i say oh do you want a photo no i'm not that desperate that's rude that's ill-mannered and um yeah we've got you yeah we got your 14 quid and I'm, I'm tempted to give it back i don't want that 14 quid i've spent it actually so you can't have it back but but that was rude that was ill-mannered of her, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. It, we, we can, if you, some of you like to have your hands held as we do these radio shows and like to be um, suggested topics. Although when I listened to Catherine last week throwing out gold topics, Catherine, oh, gold, gold after gold. No, none, none of these screwballs went for them, and that's fine. That's fine. That's that's three years of education. And by the way, welcome to season four of the Late Night Alternative. That's right, guys. I just got another 12-month contract. So uh, everybody who said I wasn't going to last 20 minutes, gone, gone, uh, in your face. Catherine's contract is only two months long. That's that's uh, for her to deal with. That's absolutely nish nada nero to do with me. Nothing to do with me whatsoever. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. So you can talk about rudeness in theatres, rudeness at live events, um, a-holes, and being late for events. There you go. There, there are four topics we've just thrown out just like that. And do you know what? None of you will pick them up, and none of you, none of you will work, run with them. Ah, rude guests. Did you hear Bob Mills last night? No. It was good. It was a weird show. Right. His first guest didn't turn up. So the first hour was just Bob Mills talking, which oh. I could listen to because I love it. Sometimes I kind of prefer it. So the first guest on Bob Mills, Sunday night, 7 to 10, it's a great listen. Um, didn't turn up, so he had nothing for the. First, they, they, they phoned up, they phoned him up apparently, and said, oh, "I've just missed my train. Can I come in next week?" And Bob or the producer went, "It, it, it don't really work like that. We, we, we're kind of full next week, and we were kind of banking on you not missing your train and coming in for the first hour to, so you could promote your book. So that was weird. 
And then in the last 45 minutes, did anyone else hear this? In the last 45 minutes, he had Angus Dayton on. Okay. My God, what a miserable man. Oh, really? <laughs> what a really grumpy, I'm going to say it slightly rude interview. You'd think after what he's been through, he'd be grateful for a bit of positivity. Yeah. And what was interesting was Bob was obviously kept hinting at that. You know, the coconut hookers. Kept uh-huh. hinting at that's kind of sort of where he wanted to go. And Angus was having none of it. Fair play. And that's fair enough. It's fair enough. But if I'd have had the, the 35 minutes of being shut down... And by the way, if you heard it, dear listener, have I got this wrong? Because I fell asleep, then I woke up and heard it. So maybe I got it wrong. But I heard Angus Dayton being rude, right? And if after 35 minutes of being shut down being, you know, given the, the, the kind of squirm. I'd have gone, all right, Angus, OK. Um, so this cocaine and hookers thing, let's talk about that. Yeah, Angus goes, what's to lose? What's to lose? I mean, he walks out, you got a better interview than the first 35 minutes. I thought he was rude. I thought he was really rude. It was a really... I could hear, and I could hear Bob. I, I think they know each other a little bit. Right. I don't know if he was doing a thing, but I could really hear Bob scrabbling scrabbling for material. That's not like Bob Mills at all. The deal is this. Do the interview, don't do the interview. But don't yeah. come in and do it begrudgingly. Yeah, that's and that's what it felt like. I don't know if you heard it, dear listener. It, 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 maybe have a listen tomorrow if you get the chance. I think you've got right. more important things to do. You, it's, it's Easter holiday, for crying out loud. Uh, but if you heard it, dear listener, am I right? Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. And then I fell asleep again. And then I woke up during Howard Hughes' show. Ten till one, Sunday night, The Unexplained. And he had, um, I'm not swearing anymore on air. I'm trying not to swear anymore on air. So he had a bull shiner on. He had a guy, an American guy, talking about um, remote viewing, where you lie in a bed. Stay there, and you're going to be the first cab off the rank in a minute. You have a, a, you lie on your bed, and you can see stuff around the world, right? And this guy would explain it. And Howard has this strange thing he does. Well, when someone's explained something, he goes, oh, I get it. You mean like... And then he kind of does a different explanation, right? And every time he did it, the guy would go, no, no, Howard, I think you've misunderstood. Let me try and simplify it for you. Okay, have you seen the movie The Matrix? Right? <laughs> this is his simplification That's of... simplifying ro- it, is This it? is his simplification of, of remote viewing. Wow. Have you seen the movie The Matrix? Well, you know when all the information gets downloaded on the screen and it goes very, very quickly. Well, it's like that. Ah, I get it. So it's what... Uh, no, no, Harold, you're not, you're not quite getting it. And bear it in mind, this guy was talking out of his butt, just making stuff up. Because here's the thing, dear listener, remote viewing isn't real. It's not real. And then he's going... It's how it's going, have you, have you got any evidence that this works? Well, yes, I do. Um... You remember uh, Gulf War Two, when Saddam Hussein was in hiding? Well, I was teaching a remote viewing class, and some members of the CIA came up to me during the break and said, uh, can you help us find Saddam Hussein? And I said, sure. And I could see, I, I saw Saddam Hussein hiding in a dark place with another guy. And uh, a few days later, he was found hiding in a dark place with another guy. <laughs> That's a fairly safe guess, it though, It was outrageous. Wow. And this guy was got an hour of radio. Hear those radios switching off because it's gone all shouty again. Tough. That's the act. It'll go quiet in a bit. Deal with it. I haven't been on air for a week. I'm excited. Oh, Kath. Yeah, I heard. 
Oh, Kath, I like I like talking to you because at least at least we can get a word in edgeways. You, you suckers! As, uh, I like listening to you, Kath, because it's not so shouty. I guess stuff, you screwbags. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative. I am Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. You can phone up about absolutely anything you want. But so far, we've got um, rudeness at shows, rocking up late. Rude guests, there's a rude vibe going on, and remote viewing. There are there are four perfectly good topics for you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio across the UK, online and on DAB. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. First cab off the rank uh, this week. It's Anne. Good evening, Anne. Well, hello there, Ian. Well, hello there, Anne. Yeah, a bit nervous. Oh, me too, me too. I haven't done this for a week. I forget how to do it. But I am rocking and a-rolling, rocking and a-reeling, Barbara Anne. Anne, Anne, what have you got for us? I don't know now. Oh. Um, um, you're saying about um, uh, uh, LBC losing some custom, you know. LBC have lost a lot of uh, LBC have lost a lot of listeners. They've they've realised mm-hmm. that the jig is up, and um, they're oh, they're panicking. They're panicking. They're firing oh. several of their presenters. In fact, they lost a caller last week, didn't they, Anne? Because um, you were trying to phone them, and you phoned me instead, oh, and beautiful. that's where we bagged her from. Beautiful, Anne. Welcome aboard the happy ship. <laughs> I do. I have to admit, though, I, I do like listening to um, Steve Allen to some extent. He's a prick. <laughs> His observation of life. No, he's not. He's a bully. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do. It. I'll do it because it, it, he's been slagging me off this week. Listen, the guy's a bully. He thinks it's funny to fat shame people. He thinks it's funny to mock mental health. He thinks it's funny to mock addiction. The guy's a bully. He's a, 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 a cast off from the olden days. We need to do everything we can to get poison like that off the air. We'll have none of that on this show. This show's about celebration and about life and about yeah. joy. It's not about bullying people because they they might have a problem with food. Anyway, Anne, yeah. what can we do for you this evening? Well, I, I just wanted to say that, yeah, he does go a little bit heavy yeah, on people. I, I, do you know what? I don't, even want to, I don't even want to pollute my listeners' ears with the poison yeah. from that bilious old goat. So let's not even talk about that, that a-hole of a human being. What, would, what have you called him for? Um, have you got anything else to offer apart from that? Um, we'll say goodnight, and Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hello. Hello, Paul. That's me. Yeah, I was ringing, ringing to talk about um, all those pictures on the computer. Oh. Ah, on. yes, I heard you speaking to Catherine the other week. Yes, Paul. Now, what? tell me about these, these pictures on your computer, because I was listening in yeah. my log cabin yeah, and I was a little bit confused by it. You had the pictures in your studio, apparently. No, we don't. We don't. Oh, you don't? No, 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 we don't. We don't have any of your pictures. We don't have access to your computer. No, We've not, not, seen... not my pictures. Well, there, I did uh, the, the, the computer pictures Paul? on the computer. Paul, I need you to listen to me very, very carefully. We're even going to stop yep. the uh, vitamin string quartet playing Go Your Own Way. I need you to listen to me very, very... Um, yeah, sure, why not, uh, Amy? I need you to listen to me very, very carefully because I'm going to say something that's important and it's true. Yep. We don't have any pictures like that. We don't have any videos like that. We haven't seen anything. We would have no access to those things. So those images Ooh. are safe. Mm-hmm. 
And that's all I have to say on the matter. Those images are safe. So you don't need to worry about that. That's one thing you can chuck off your worry list. You don't need to worry about that, Paul. Great. Good. Can I I get them back? We don't have them, Paul. If they they exist, you will have them somewhere. We definitely do not have them, Okay, I can promise you that. They were stolen off me. Well, then then I suggest you go go to the police, because neither Catherine nor myself nor anybody at Talk Radio has those pictures, my friend. I promise you, Okay, You have a sincere, solemn promise from me. Okay. So so that's one less thing to worry about, all right, ma'am? All right, Paul. You take care, fella. Thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There we go. I heard that gentleman speaking to you last week, Catherine. Yeah. And I thought you handled it brilliantly. Thought you handled it brilliantly. I was in bed listening with my boy. And um, it was very, very funny to start with. Because it was a, it was funny. First two or three minutes were funny. Yeah, but then I realised there was real confusion there. You and I clocked it, I think, at about the same time. Um, that, that, that was obviously a, a, a very disturbed... That was Take the word very out. That was obviously a disturbed gentleman who was worrying about something that he didn't need to worry about. And I thought, and it was funny. The first two or three minutes were funny. If you laughed, there's no shame in that because it was funny. Yeah, you caught me on the hop. But once we, um, uh, and Catherine Hopping is funny, but once, you know, once you realised that there was perhaps more to it, there was an issue, shall we say, I thought you dealt with it beautifully. thought you dealt with it beautifully. I enjoyed listening to you last week. I thought you did a great job. And and I don't mean that in a... I always knew you would do a great job, but I I can never normally listen. When I'm off on holiday, I can't listen because I'm jealous. Particularly if it's it's like another man with my Catherine. You know, if it's Jamie East... I've never heard of Jamie East doing this show. Never heard... um, uh, Not Rudolph. (laughs) Rufus. Rufus Hound. I've never heard him do the show. I heard a bit of Tommy Boyd doing the show once, and that's what made me think, why the hell is Catherine not doing the show when I go on holiday. Seems obvious. And so I, I, last week was the first time in 15 years of doing radio that I was able, I, I was excited and able to switch on and listen for the first hour ah. a, each night. Pretty much, the, I think one night I, I switched off at half ten. My, my eldest boy was listening one night. He got in bed. To, he, <laughs> he got in bed. We went, we, we hired a log cabinet, right? Which makes it sound more rustic than it actually was. It was quite luxurious. But <laughs> one night, about 10 to 10, he came in. I said, dude, go and sleep in your own bed. Me a lonely man. <laughs> His line was, me a lonely man. <laughs> I said, all right, lonely man, just this once. Come on, buddy, get in. Uh, my kids were coming out with the funniest lines last week. My seven-year-old. There was a hot tub, right? This is the, it was, it, So it's a, a log cabin in the woods. It's like a resort, so there's like 60 of them. It wasn't centre parks. It was another one. And uh, and each one had a log cabin out, uh, a, a hot tub outside. We had the weirdest weather. We had snow, we had heat, we had it was weird. Um, and through all of that, they were, they were naked in the, in the hot naked tub. In hot tub. As soon as we got into the cabin, right, and I was dragging the bags in, I turned around. The boys, both boys, were naked. I said, "What are you doing? Where's the hot tub?" And they got in the hot tub straight away. And when they were in the hot tub, I said, we'd, we'd been driving for a couple of hours, and I said, right, well, let me get you a drink. And I they had some champagne flutes, plastic champagne flutes, and I had some orange juice. So I thought it'd be funny to get a picture of them in the hot tub with champagne glasses. Um, so I gave them the glasses, and then I, I put my swimmers on, and I got in. And my seven-year-old turned around, he, he had this glass, and he turned around to me and offered me the glass and went, more champagne, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and that became his catchphrase for the whole thing. More champagne, beautiful. <laughs> and then he would also go, when he had, he had a really nice meal and he went, you know, they added just a touch of voila. <laughs> and he was coming out with the funniest lines. And here's 0344 499 1000, by the way. Here's the thing I learned this week with my seven and nine year old, right? 
And I will bore you with some of the stories of what happened because this, this is my life. But here's the thing I learned, right? I've always known I love them. Right? I've always known I love them. Right? And I love them more every single day. And it's one of those things, you know what it's like, Kath. You think you've, got, you've reached the maximum love for your kids. And then just the next, every day, it just gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger and a little bit more. It's, it's, it's quite frightening how, how it just keeps going up. You think you've maxed out. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, it keeps going up. But here's, here's, here's what I learned this week. Not only do I love them, I really like, I like them. I like being in their company. Now, that sounds like a, a really obvious, dumb thing to say, but, but, but partly because, you know, I don't see them all the time, you know, because there's a divorce going on, so I don't see them all the time. But to spend five days, four nights, five days in their company with very little else. Hello? Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Oh, blimey. Hello. Hello, Ian. I wasn't expecting that. Well, you phoned in. You must oh, have expected something. Who is I this, do. by the way? It's Steve, by the way. Hello, Steve, by the way. What can we do for you, by the way? Rude audiences. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. A topic. Yes. Uh, yay. Right. Uh, very quickly, it was uh, not Battersea Arts Centre. It was a pub in Battersea that has a theatre on top. Yeah. And it was well over 20 years ago, some of the cast members of The Bill were putting on a play. Oh, was it, was, it was it a play version of The Bill? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was an American show. play. Okay. I cannot remember. I've just done a Google. I can't remember it. Okay. But basically, but what happened was, two aisles down from us were yeah. a very famous TV couple. Uh-oh. I won't say who they are. It's nothing against them because they Ruth were... Ruth and Eamon. Richard and Judy. Um, you, you're sort of close. I, okay, it was John Stapleton... And his wife. Lynn Foldsworth. Um, okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, they were two thousand. John Stapleton, one of the driest gentlemen. I'm sure there were when he stood up to leave, there was a pile of ashes in his chair. But go on, yes. Well, what happened was below in, in front of us, because they were two down, in front yeah. of us, there was this other couple and they kept on nodding and prodding each other and very loudly, one of them went, That's Kilroy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> they love <laughs> And they were doing that throughout the first half. <laughs> obviously, bar after the interval, we came back and they'd gone. I don't know if they'd been losing oh, or something. No. But they were not there any longer in the second half. And oh. I felt so sorry for them. But honestly, oh, Kilroy, it's Kilroy, it's Kilroy. Constantly to the first half. Of course and it's not thought, Kilroy. It's the time, the place and watchdog. That's yes, who's there, who they were. That's it. That's it. And it was referring to as watched horrible. <laughs> oh dear. I, horrible. Okay, well, we can do this. Celebrities who have been rude in the audience. Years and years ago, I would have been 19. So uh, that's 20, flipping, that's 26, 27 years ago. I went and saw Glenn Campbell on my own at the Royal Festival wow. Hall. Was it that time? I think it was. I was at the Royal Festival Hall. And there was a little bit in front of me and to the left, there was a kerfuffle. Right, there was a kerfuffle, and um, it, there was sort of some noise during the concert. Then it stopped. Then it was a bit noise again. Then at the end of the concert, a woman stood up and ha- was just laying into these two, these two people, going, "You were so rude, talking all the way through it." And the guy turned around. I think he may have told her to f off. And his wife was a little bit gobby as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Carol McGiffin and her then husband, Mr. Chris Evans. <laughs> Being rude oh, because they, they had been talking through the concert and someone had called them out for it. Carol McGiffin and Chris Evans caught up in a Barney at the end of a Glen Campbell concert. Outrageous! The sort of end of this of this 
night because yeah. afterwards there was a pub, so we went downstairs and we had a drink and everything. And we oh, was Kilroy in the pub as well? No, no, they they gone, they gone. Yeah. But we sort of just chatted, and all of a sudden I, heard, I felt this this hand on my shoulder. Yeah. And I heard this, "Can I borrow your lighter?" Yeah. And I turned round, and it was Polly Page. Well, the actress who plays Polly Page in the bill. Oh, right. OK, fine. Uh, I would have ended the story at the first hurdle, but thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Why are we buzzing? It's this microphone again, I bet you. Ta- hang on a minute. Amy, could you turn Cass' mic off? No, turn it on. Turn my computer off. It's my computer. All right, it's this lead. Turn it on again, please. It's this lead. Ah, Jesus! <laughs> what are you doing? I tried to lick, I lick the lead. Don't do that. What the hell? Fixed it. Um, fixed it. Simple as that. Uh, let's hear uh, an advert for one of our colleagues. And I've got my fingers crossed it's not Matthew Wright. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. You can give us a call about anything. After 11, we're going to do something a little bit different. I have had the contract renewed for... Well, I had a weird contract, right? The contract was renewed when I was in the jungle. So December 2017, one of the first phone calls I got. Well, the first phone call was to kids, second phone call was to you, Boyley, third phone call was to my agent, something like that. It was some order like that. And he said, we've got a, we've got two-year contract at, at Talk Radio because I'd done the jungle. He said, but there is a week, um, the last week of March, where they can terminate the contract without any penalty. Right, so that was the last week of March. Well, I didn't terminate the contracts. So I got another year. So the late night alternative is here for another year. And me and Catherine, when we were driving to and from Brighton, the show in Brighton on Saturday, thank you to everyone who came. We got the, the shows are selling out. Something's happened. Glasgow sold out. The first Manchester show has sold out. London in June has almost sold out. Belfast is doing very well. Uh, IanLee.com slash event. IanLee.com slash event but so me and Catherine had a chat right about the show and the show I'm so proud of the show and 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 listening to the show last week it's the first time I've listened as a listener as it's gone out live there's a big difference from listening to the podcast or listening to the best of but even the sound quality is different because sound like a proper radio yeah you use these microphones and sometimes you're talking to the listener or talking to a caller and everyone's talking at the same time and you think can they actually hear what I just said Yes. These headphones, make it, clear. these headphones make it sound crap. I was listening on my phone. It sounded like a proper radio Isn't show. Crazy. Um, but I listened, and, I, and there were a few things I thought, hmm, not in anything to do with Catherine's performance, au contraire. But there were a few things I thought, hmm, okay, well, we've been doing that for a while, and I think I'd like to, to maybe just change that and shift that around there and do that. So me and Kath have, have had the... We, we, I'm here for another year. Hopefully I'm here for another 20 years. Hopefully we're both here for another 20 years. I would happily... Happily, this is my favourite job I've ever had. I would happily, you know, grow old and die here. This is this is a bit, but you know, we have decided to treat the next twelve months as though it were the last twelve months of the gig, as though we knew we had twelve months left here, and so we're going to go. We are going to pull out every single flipping stop that we can. To, we're going to raise our 
Okay, the last three months have been weird with me talking about sex stuff and the car crash and the divorce. I would say since the end of December up until last week, it's been weird and it's been dark for me on a personal level. And I think that can't help but come across in the show. And also when you've been doing a gig for three years, you kind of get a little bit comfortable. You know, you get a little bit, you stop, you know, putting on your fancy clothes and your fancy makeup and stop brushing your hair and you get a little bit comfortable with it. And, and, and maybe, maybe I have not been doing my best. So... We are going to, um, we have decided we're going to treat the next 12 months as though they are the last of the late night alternative. Fingers crossed they won't be. We are going to pull out all of the stops. We're going to shake a few things around. We're going to do a few new things. We're going to get some bits of it going to be experimental. There's going to be bits of it, guys. I hate to tell you this. There's going to be bits of it that you won't actually like. Because you'll go, well, that didn't work. I'm, I'm prepared to fail in a hugely public spectacular way i'm really we haven't failed enough recently catherine we've had a few failures we haven't failed enough so i really want to um i want to try stuff i want to um do stuff i want to um try some new things and if they fail brilliant don't want them to fail but if they fail brilliant we embrace that and we learn and one of the things that we're going to do is I want to after 11 we're going to play a thing that me and Catherine recorded a couple of years ago and we tried to sell we, we tried to sell it to Radio 4 and to Audible and, and Audible were really interested for a year and then they went actually we don't think we want it um, and it was going to be the first of a series and we never made the series because we were having our, our, our chains uh, jerked so, for so long and some of you will have heard it before because we put it out as a rabbit hole podcast but a lot of you won't so after 11 we're going to play a documentary it's only about half an hour long, I think, that me and Catherine made um, where I go and hang out with Gary Glitter fans. Okay, I go and hang out with Gary Glitter fans who are still really, really into Gary Glitter, despite the fact that Gary Glitter, Paul Gadd, uh, is a child rapist and is, is still in prison right now for raping children. And I think it's really timely with the whole R. Kelly thing that we've been talking about with the michael jackson thing that we've been talking about and we'll have maybe we'll have if you want to join in you'd be welcome to have a little conversation about can you separate art from the artist should we you know completely scrub these 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 musicians out of musical history these artists it's not just music should we forget? anyway so we're going to do that but then i was thinking well wouldn't it be nice if we went and did a few more things and i've got a couple of ideas of of of, of you know, things where I'd like to go and spend a day or a night or a weekend, you know, with groups of people and record it and then bring it back. And I don't have the technical skills. So, Catherine, I would love it if you'd edit it for me into a nice little 30 minute, 40 minute, hour long, whatever it warrants, little package, you know, a little documentary. And then I was thinking, well, wouldn't it be great if me and Kath did some together? If I did some on my own, and I enjoyed listening to you so much last week, so much, it was a thrill. It really was, it was funny and it was, it was great. So I said, well, Kath, I, it'd be great if you went out and did some on your own. And then we came up with a kind of couple of ideas mm -hmm. in the car down to Brighton. And one of them, one of them is, and you can tell me if you've made any progress on this, is I want to hear you on a porno set yeah. while they're making a porno. It's going to happen. Is it happening? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I didn't know that. Oh, that is brilliant, is it? Yeah, we're talking about schedules. Yes! So, or yeah. schedules. No, schedules. Okay. In this country. Okay. Okay, well, I'm, I'm I embrace America because okay. um, I've heard I've heard I've heard me I've not been to a porno site and as a sex addict I think it would probably be slightly triggering but I've heard me a, a version of me doing those things and I've heard John Ronson on a porn shoot I've heard Louis through I haven't heard um, a woman on on a, a porn shoot someone 
pointed out on Twitch that apparently Ruby Wax has done one. Yeah, but we're um, quite different characters. Very different. And, and you know, I think Theroux and Ronson, I think I share similarities. I So it's happening, is it? Yeah. Oh, mate! Once the kids go back to school, obvs. Oh, yeah, I can't you really can't take, take them. Take them. <laughs> bring, bring a child to work day. Um, oh, that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be brilliant. So we're going to do things like that. So if you have any ideas of... Don't don't tweet and out. Phone in. Let's 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 make this a phone in show, please, yeah, guys. Yeah. What we don't want is for you to at people no. who you're suggesting because then it gets a bit awkward if if we don't take you. And up also, on it. don't even tweet. Don't even tweet it. Let's let's we're, we're trying to knock Twitter on the head. It's a phone in show. I don't want to go all. Who's that old um, racist on BBC Local Radio? Oh, what's his name? He's not on there anymore, is he? No, we got the boot at last. What's his name? Not uh, Desmond Decker. Now, I've been here 52 years. When I started, uh, she told me we'd What's have... Richard... Richard... We had mugs made up, didn't we? Um, and a poster. Richard... What would thingy do? What was his name? The old guy. Now, when I started here... Oh, hang on. 52 I, I have to look it up. Right. years ago... Hang on. Um, what was his name? His name was Richard Spenlove. Richard Spenlove, right. Um, but so so let's. But here's the thing, right? We we, we we do this from time to time, and we go off Twitter, and it's and and life is better, and shows are better when we go off Twitter. Twitter's actually is quite a useful tool, tool, even though it's rubbish. So don't tweet in stuff for the show. Phone up the show, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can text as well if you want eight seven triple two. Um, start with the word talk, I guess. Is that what they do? I mm-hmm. never really do that. Yeah. Twenty five pence plus your standard network rate. Uh, but phone in. Guys, 0344 499 1000. So if you've got any suggestions of groups of people you would like us to spend the day with um, or, or, or activity, you, you know the kind of thing that we're going for. I'm trying to persuade. They don't have to be sexual, by the way, obviously. But I am trying to persuade Catherine to go to a swingers party. Oh. Well, that's a better reaction than it got the other day when it was a definite no-no. Now it's now it's got a sigh. A, that, okay, now it's got a... That, okay, we're, we're making progress there. You can hear. We're making actual, we're real not. progress there. I'm just imagining the smell. God, <laughs> bad enough working with you. I don't smell of semen and fanny. No, but what you smell of is bad enough. One in the pink. Oh, no! three, <laughs> four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The late night alternative, dear listener, with myself, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Some people, they love one another, they learn to... Who is that? Who's some people? Cliff, Cliff Richards. Yeah. Do you remember he fell over singing that? In the smoke? Yeah. Yes, he did. Was it on the Roxy? No, it wasn't the Roxy. Wasn't it Gloria Honeyford? No, it wasn't. It was... Yes, it was. The Box. The Boxy. Was it the Roxy? <laughs> it was the Roxy. Was no, there a thing called the Roxy? There was a thing called the Roxy. Cliff Richard would not have been on the Roxy. That was, no. for, that was for young people. Look at you. Look at you. Hands away from the keyboard. Look at you, young lady. This is this is this is the problem with with Britain what? at the moment. I'm looking for we facts. Ha- no, we've had a conversation for thirty seconds, and straight away you've gone to a computer to try and. Why don't we just have it out like adults? Because you don't know, and I'm not sure, so I wanted to check. Here's the question I need to ask the listeners. Right, would a lion <laughs> eat a cat? Would a lion eat a pussy cat? 
if it saw it. It, it, because they are cousins, right? Now, if, for example, humans would not eat other humans, regardless of... Ah. Uh, hang on a second. Please let me get the idea out before you try and tear it apart. I'm not, but I've had an idea myself. It, for example, humans recognise other humans from whatever part of the world they're from, whatever colour, whatever creed, whatever gender, whatever. We recognise humans... As humans, cousins. I recognise people from Africa as my cousins, my ancestors. We all came from Africa. And so, I'm sorry, white guys. We all came from Africa. If you chase chase it back far enough, um, but would a lion recognise, for example, um, the cat that's getting on my nerves the most at the moment? Lucky because she, I, I think she's living with another family in the caravan park behind our house. I think that's what she's doing. One of my kittens is staying out a lot of the time and not eating her food when I put it down for her and smelling of fags. So is she's she? either she's either she's either smoking yeah. or she's living with a smoker. No, the kids vape these days. What the hell is going on? So but would if a lion if I had a lion kept in the garden and lucky went out, would the lion just look at it and go, oh, that's my cousin, I'm not I'm hungry, but it's a cousin. And when the time dinner is, or would it go, wow, dear, hum, and have it? What would it do? What would it do? This is the question. We need um, a veterinarian. We need um, uh, an animal expert. We need, you know, one of those boring people that's really into nature to call in and tell us, would a lion eat a cat? My feeling on the matter? Yep. It would get it munched. I See, I, I don't think it would. I think there is something... Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, I think there is something genetic within um, within the the genes. <laughs> oh God! I I think there's something genetic within the genes uh-huh. of the animals that they would they would recognise uh, a kinship, a certain kinship. One word for you, mate. Yes, sir. Cannibal. What about it? Well. They ate people. Yeah, they ate people, but they made a conscious decision. They, it wasn't like, oh, we are... Don't do the voice. Okay, thank you for that warning. I appreciate that. Oh, we... Um, with the, oh, here comes uh, a white person. Um, I don't know what colour cannibals are. I'm in a real... I'm in a real no, 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 you're, you're probably right. I'm in a real racial it's, minefield here, and I wish to, I could just back out of they it. They used to call the white man the long pig, didn't okay, they? Okay, fine. Okay, well, in that case, I, I, I'm, I'm not being racist. Black people eat. White people. Black people or brown people. Okay. Not all of them, ovs. No, but you know these these Polynesian tribes, they were always munching These like, Polynesian explorers. tribes coming over here eating our uh, um, uh, clerics. I think the explorers were asking for it though. Um so I don't juicy. Think, I don't think they I don't think they were. Yeah. But that but the but even the Polynesian tribe would have recognized the um what what's the word I'm looking for? Baptist Baptist missionary. Even the Polynesian tribes would have recognised the missionary as one of their own, as a human being. Although saying that, saying that, when the Dutch and the Spanish went to America, they didn't recognise the Native American as human. They thought they were animals. When we went to Australia... We didn't recognise the Aboriginal as human beings. We looked at them as animals. So maybe, maybe a lion would eat a pussycat. I think we've solved that one.
I think we've cross solved. it off then, please. That is crossed off the. <laughs> hey, by the way, happy birthday! You know whose birthday it is today? Let's 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 get the um, uh, let's get the oh hang on a second let's get the, the the royal seal of approval. Hip hip hip. There we go. That's, that's, and I'm going to um, get you uh, a, a recording from uh, his actual sixty fifth. Um, birthday party. This is this is a recording from his 65th birthday party. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's... Uh, can you guess whose birthday it is? It's earlier today. Here we go. <clears throat> Not quite. Hoo-ya! There we go, that's it. Who's, who's 65 years old today? Hoo-ya! Is it Jackie Chan? Hoo-ya! Is it? Hoo-ya! Hoo-ya. <laughs> That's the worst. That's the worst. I'm sorry, I'm getting audio hijacked so I can nick it. Hang on a minute. That's the worst effect I've ever heard. Hoo-ya! <laughs> yes, Jackie Chan just made, made me laugh. That's the worst sound effect. Let's hear the rest of these sound effects. This is I've typed in Kung Fu sound effect. Right. Oh. No. <laughs> Someone's head being rammed into a gong. <laughs> There's another minute. That's fist hand stop. Kung Fu clothes, hits, and clothing sounds. These really are uh, riveting. It's almost like being in ancient China. Here we go. Let's, let's start. You should try and make. <coughs> female grunts. Just <coughs> oh. let's try and squeeze one out. <coughs> oh. There it goes. It's out. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it's... Uh... And that was it. That was it. Wow. In- incredible scenes. <laughs> Absolutely uh, incredible scenes. Incredible. They didn't get the chucks out, though, did they? They did not get the chucks out. Get your chucks out. That's I... what I want to hear. I want to hear a bit... I'll bring my chucks in one day. No, I don't want to hear yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because no, chucks... I'm liable to get them around the ear hole. Um... I recorded that. This is this is this is. I'm I'm good at this now, computers. So I'm going to record. I've recorded that. That was today. That is going. Where's me hotkeys? No one. Here's the thing. No one even. Oh, what was it? I got to uh, put that there. Put that on there. Bear with me, guys. Uh, actually, we can get rid of that because she doesn't call anymore. Well, she called you when I was. When I was off, I should have, shouldn't have been allowed. Well, she banned. Deal with it, mate. Right. I, I dealt with it by um, lodging Did- a formal complaint. Edit. Here we go. Hoo-ya! <laughs> Hoo-ya! So ask me. That, that's the noise that Ian makes if I ever have the misfortune to be wandering around his house when he's hidden himself. Yeah, it's my house. Do what I want. Yeah, no, but you're. Hoo-ya! I get catoed. <laughs> um, let's go to Rhythmic Paul. Good evening, Rhythmic Paul. 
Hello? Good, good evening, Madame Monsieur. What can we uh what can we do for you? Oh. What can we do for you? Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Oh, hang on, stop. No, stop. Stop. Right, hang on. Alright, listen. Will you Kung Fu ma- Kung Fu Master, just bugger off. Take your Kung Fu away with you. We're not interested. Oh, hang on, I've broken, I've broken the Kung Fu man. Hang on. Oh, God. As I'm going down the street. Oh, get out of it! Go on! Gucha! Gucha! Clear off! <laughs> you bloody mystic Shaolin monk! Get out of here! <laughs> hang on, there's another one! Oi! You! Get stuff! Go on! Take that away, you bloody open handed uh, ancient martial arts. Get out of here. Sorry about that, Paul. I do apologise, Paul. What can we do for you this evening? Uh, well, I, I called in to um, comment on... Um, uh, I can't even remember, because you always left-foot me when I when I come on the air. No, 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 that's unfair, <laughs> mate. You just haven't got the skills. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, no, hang on. Oh. There's some kids! There's some, oh, they're very, they're very nimble. There's some bloody spy kids! Get out of here! Get back to Tony Flags! Go on, get out of here! <laughs> and your brother! <laughs> OK, that was fun for about 12 seconds, um, <sighs> five minutes ago. Yes, Paul, what can we do for you? Please, please get to the point, Paul. Please, I'm begging you, sir. Yes, yes OK. Yeah. Um, uh, firstly, what you were saying about your show in the past three years and all of that, yeah. I, I, I beg to differ, you have not been failing. Um, I think I used the word. F- I don't know. Use no, the word failing. failing? Use a, that's quite harsh. I didn't use the word failing. Uh, Why is he failing? I don't know. That's <laughs> he thinks we're failing. <laughs> this guy thinks we're. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to him now. Oh, man. What do you mean by that? What's all sort of this failing stuff? What are you talking about? No, uh, well, forgive me if I. If, if off, I miss women her. off women head. Oh, I can't stop it. I can't stop the echo. If you gave an infinite number of Alan Caddicks an infinite number of typewriters, that would be a waste of typewriters, is all I can say. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Um, Yeah, no, you've not been failing. You've absolutely not been failing. Who's been said failing? Who's been been said failing? Have you been been said failing? If he says it again, I'm going to karate chop him I'm going to travel up to Glasgow, (laughs) where we're doing a show soon, guys, which he's not coming to, despite... I'm coming. Have you got a I ticket? I bought tickets. I bought two but tickets. I thought you were doing a pop uh, classical uh, classical concert. But you're playing your drums and that. I, I am. I am, but I'm coming afterwards. Oh. Okay, well, we, we might not... I, I'm taking up the new policy of we don't allow any latecomers into the auditorium <laughs> okay. after the way we were treated in Brighton by some drunks. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, back to, the, back to the failing. I'll be wearing shiny shoes as well. Oh, anyway, shiny shoes, you say. Um, in that case, uh, you like to win. Exactly. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm very excited for what is to come. Because, you know, you guys on a bad day is still full glory. What do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. She should, really, should get rid of that one. Um, and on the topic of um, artists and separating them from their art, yes. um, may I give a classical music perspective, please? Oh, please yeah, do, I bet yes. there's some old perverts yes. there. Dude, because this is what well, I want to do. Because we, part of the reason I think we're failing didn't use that word, is that we were too lowbrow. I want to go highbrow now, so let's get Paul on to talk about, you know, the Ponzi violins and stuff. Go on, yeah. yeah. Well, um, Richard Wagner, back in the day... Um, didn't he uh, murder his wife? Didn't he push her off a boat? I'm thinking of Robert possible. Wagner. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so. I'm thinking of Robert <laughs> Wagner, heart to heart. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Carry on, uh, carry on, Paul. Yeah. Um, 
famously anti-Semitic, and you know, committed pen to paper and wrote some fairly nasty, nasty things. Um, his music was adopted by Hitler yeah. as kind of you know the underpinning propaganda music for his whole effort. Um, and yet, I've I've had the privilege, fairly rare privilege, of being able to you know play the the Ring six times. Wow, four <laughs> your, your missus must really love you. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> what was it, birthdays and stuff? Uh, no, all the time, all the time. Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, what is it, four operas? Child. Um, it's, it's close to 16 hours worth of music. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big play, so they say. Corny. Um, <laughs> Stop it! Don't bring me into this. Right, OK. It's not live news, is it, Amy? Because uh, I think we might be very, very late for the news. While Paul, oh, while, while, while the anti-Semite Paul uh, continues to try and justify his horrendous, <laughs> horrible, obnoxious, racist views. Carry on, Paul. Yeah. Um, the music is spectacular. The, the, whole, the whole entity that makes up, you know, the ring of the Nibelung is extraordinary because he, um, I mean, he created a theatre um, to maximise the effect of the music, which still exists in Bayreuth, and the waiting list is like uh, I think a decade long or something. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is extraordinary, and for me, uh, irrespective of the fact that he had some dubious views, um, people should still have the opportunity to experience that that amazing creation. Paul, listen, it's very interesting. We will talk about this a bit more. I am very late for the news. Always love to talk to you, my friend. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
So next week we've got Noel. I can't remember his last name. Sullivan. Yes. Noel Sullivan. Can you see? Was, my mind went blank and then it, it popped in. Noel Sullivan, formerly, uh, uh, formerly of Hearsay, who for twenty minutes were the biggest pop band in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, like like proper pop bands. They they burnt brightly and then, then they kind of went. And uh, I, I'm a big. Uh, I, I was was it. Was it Pop Stars or Pop Idols? Pop Stars, I think the series they were on. And that was the first series. And Pick Me, Nigel, was the, 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 the tagline. Pick Me, Nigel. Yeah, what were the guys called? It was Nigel Lithgow. Oh, in the oh, band? No, 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 I'm thinking of a different show. No. There was a girl band and a boy band, wasn't there? That was Pop Stars, The Rivals. Right. And they became Girls Aloud. And uh, One True Voice. One True Voice. That was it. Um, but, but Hearsay were the first. Yeah. They were the first one. And it was a huge series. I bet. I bet the figures. I bet it was getting t- between ten and fifteen million. Yeah. I bet. And it was. I bet it was the thing that sowed the seed in people. Bing! I can be famous. Yeah. Well, it, yes and no. It was. It was kind of. It was the first time we'd seen a band constructed in front of us. But, but these pop bands have always been constructed. You go back to the Monkees, and there would have been others before. In fact, there were others before. There were examples in the 50s and 60s of, you know, studio musicians having a hit and it, and like a, a, produ- a manager going, we need to make a band out of this. And they just put different people together. Yeah, but in this case, it felt like they were going to places yes. that d- normally didn't get that kind of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. It was a huge series. And I am always fascinated by pop bands. And I'm, I, I like, we started off with S Club 7 today because it just, I've, I've found my iPod, I loaded it up with stuff for the first time in ages. And on Shuffle, that song came on and I thought, flipping, that's a great song. I played it on loop six times in the car. I like white pop. You know, that's kind of my thing is white pop. That's the way it goes. And my, I'm always fascinated with, with pop stars just on the turn. So they're at the peak. I don't, I'm not really interested in, 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 in the, the journey up. I'm not interested in the peak. Just when they're on the turn, when it starts, they start to go down the other side of the hill. That, for me, is when it gets really, really interesting. Um, and, and hearsay are also an, an oddity in as much as... Um, well, maybe they will. I mean, they could do. It's unlikely... First of all, they didn't have enough hits. They didn't have as many hits as S Club. They kind of had two hits, I think. But also, it's unlikely they're so. It's unlikely they're going to do the reunion. No, because the women don't need it. No, exactly, exactly. They're, they're unlikely. They're going to, I, but I, I'm kind of thinking actually, they all sort of work for ITV. So I, I, I could possibly see at some point in ten years' time an audience with not an audience with, but I, I can see some one-off thing for ITV. I can uh-huh. see some one-off thing. If if ITV were canny, they'd have had a clause in the contract in thirty years' time. We own you for a night. Um, but so, uh, uh, and someone tweeted me, I think, or I don't quite know how I came across it, but Noel had written a thing about a couple of weeks ago, last week, about mental health and his own, I hate the phrase battle. It's not battle, it's not battle, it's life. But he'd written about living with depression and anxiety and how he'd had like a really dark period recently, but he was coming out of the other dark period. It's really nice, it wasn't long. A couple of pages and he tweeted it and I don't know how I came across it. And I thought, ooh, ooh, A, he writes brilliantly about it. And, ooh, I bet he's got a story. Yeah. I bet he's got a story. So I tweeted him, said, do you not fancy coming on the show, do you? It'll be a laugh. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So we've been emailing each other. He's in Thailand at the moment on holiday. And I said, sorry, stop emailing me. Enjoy your holiday. We'll see you next week. So he's coming in next Tuesday, hopefully. Um, I've invited him in for the first hour because I just think it'll be fascinating. And also, I mean, you're, you're never quite sure how much you're going to get from them. But also it must... 
be odd because because Kim Marsh and Myling Class are two huge stars, mm-hmm. huge stars. Suzanne Shaw was big for a while. She did Dancing on Ice. She and comes and goes. I think she she's comes got a theatre career. Right. Okay. Can't remember the other lad's name, and that says it all. That says Danny. it all. Danny. Last name. Exactly. I didn't know their last names at the time. Yeah, and 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 that that kind of says it all. That, that Danny and Noel. Um. Uh, kind of, they didn't, and, and, and as someone, you know, I, from personal experience, having done a TV show with two people who then went off to become the biggest stars in the world, literally, for a while, still are to a certain extent, not quite as much, but became, became two of the biggest movie stars in the world. I know what it's like, I, that that watching people that you were kind of on a par with just take off and you sort of disappear for a bit. And I know what that feels like. And I just wonder, he may not want to talk about that, and that's cool, but I'm, I'm going to ask him if the vibe is right, how he deals with that. Anyway, I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. So he's coming in next week, and I'm really, really thrilled he's coming in. I think it's going to be a really interesting chat. Go on. Here's something I've noticed. Yep. You know Britney Spears has checked herself into a mental health facility. Yes, no one's laughing this time. No, isn't that interesting, yes. right? First time around, we all, well, Britney's meltdown. Yeah, we all did the jokes. Well, the shaving of the it was, head. And... It was kind of shocking. There were loads of pictures. Um, there were photographers around her as she got wheeled onto an ambulance on a gurney. And yeah. I remember there were helicopters. Remember that footage, do you? I don't remember that footage. Yeah, I do. Because they were trying to. They were saying that there was a situation at her house. And they I don't were, remember that. I remember they the shaved waiting, head. They were waiting for pictures. I remember the shaved head. I remember the footage of her and her, her partner, Kevin Federline. How did I remember that name? Yeah. Tripping on acid and talking about time travel. And, uh, you, you know, I, 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 but I, I've made jokes about it. I, it may have been when the 11 o'clock show was on. We would definitely have joked Everyone about did. it. Everyone did. I'm pretty sure there's a mug out there you can buy that said, uh, if Britney can get through 2000 or whatever it was, yeah. you can get through today. Um, she's sorted herself out. She, yeah. You know, a career, a longevity has been outstanding compared to what you thought it might be. She yeah. was, you know, supposed to be a little bubblegum pop princess oh. and they're ten a penny now, aren't yeah. they? Um, people really have a lot of affection for Britney. And I just noticed the attitude towards what's happened this time around really changed. Yes, it has. It has in a really positive and interesting um, way. So we've got Noel coming in next week. I'm looking forward to that. And tomorrow we've got Will Storr coming in. Now, Will has got a new book called The Science of Storytelling, which I've not read. Um, and I'm going to um, try and read as much of it as I can tomorrow, but um, I, I ain't going to be able to read it all because I was away and he sent it to me. He sent me he sent me an email when I was away saying, I don't suppose you want a copy of my new book. I said, first of all, I think you're fab. So, of course, I want a copy of my, your new book. I don't suppose you fancy coming on the show. So he's going to come on tomorrow. I will read as much of his book as I can. Uh, but he's he's been on before and he's brilliant. He's fascinating. And there was a really interesting thing. Uh, I can't remember his partner i think they might be married yeah they she are married. is the editor of cosmopolitan, cosmopolitan and her name is farah and there was a really interesting there was an, an article about her an interview about yeah. her and there was a did you, and there's a picture did you see the caption of the picture cosmo editor farah store yeah pictured with her writing with pictured with her partner will a writer and i thought that was brilliant it may have been even slightly vaguer than that because a week before I'd seen um, a, a woman rightfully complaining that she it, it, there was an article about her I think but it was it was a picture of her husband the famous and it was you know acting uh, famous actor John Smith pictured with his wife 
Judy, whatever. Yeah. And, and she had been, as, as it often is with women, had been relegated to the picture with, despite the fact that she was incredibly successful on her own and was having her own career, and the article may have even been about her. It was, it was this is the man's name and this is his job, pictured with his partner. And I thought, it, I need to get the wording exactly right on this, this, this Farrah store, Will store picture because it was a really, not in a mean way, a really clever twist yeah beautifully on done. it it was really nice and i saw that went oh well good as it should be you still get that a lot you know when as someone generally it's kind of a murder victim and they'll talk about the doctor's oh. wife well there was there was there was one today um a, a, a young man maths genius graduate pictured with his sweetheart oh, that he murdered yes yeah. well she was also a maths genius graduate and by calling him a maths genius graduate and her a sweetheart you're belittling her you're and you're romanticizing it kind of implying it was it was her fault to a certain extent she must have scorned him and and no he's he's a scumbag murderer scumbag murderer you know a, 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 a genius maths graduate who was murdered by a scumbag you know there, there, yeah. are, there are better ways of phrasing yeah. it um than, than the way that we are used to anyway will is great Will is great, and I will read as much of that book as I can tomorrow. But even if even if I, I I cannot read it all, which I'm sure I won't be able to, as I'm a slow slow reader, he is always good guest. He's coming in for the first hour tomorrow, and I'm 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 thrilled. He's one of the he's one of the good guys. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Right, we'll have a break. Then when we come back, we'll set up the Gary Glitter thing uh, that mm-hmm. we're going to play out, and um, we'll do that. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So here's the thing, right? When I when I left the BBC, when I got the book from the BBC, and I was miserable, and it was Christmas. It was coming up to Christmas, and I spent a lot of time... I just found myself just spending a lot of time online on YouTube, and I fell down a Gary Glitter... Rabbit holes. Big fan of Gary Glitter when I was 14, 15, 16. Big, big fan. He used to go and see him in concert and stuff, and um, slightly ironically, slightly tiny cheek, but also I enjoyed it. Um, and of course, he, uh, in the late 90s, was convicted of child pornography, and then uh, in the early 2000s, or the, the, the mid, he, anyway, he was convicted of child rape, and he, 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 you know, he has raped several children. Poor Gad, Gary Glitter. Um, and I was watching a lot of these Gary Glitter videos over, uh, this Christmas, three or four years ago, and really enjoying them. Enjoying them. There's a great arena documentary where he joins up with Jerry Cottle's Circus in 1982. It's an incredible documentary. Um, and I found it confusing because I'd be singing I Love You, Love Me, Love. And the kids would, would come in and go, what's that song? And I'd go, oh, oh no, no, it's nothing. Or I'd be watching a, a video of Gary Glitter on Top of the Pops or a live concert on YouTube. And the kids would come in and I'd close it down like I was watching a Bluey or something. Like I was watching porn. You know, I didn't want to be... I felt very weird... And uncomfortable being... I, I didn't know how to feel. As if you were doing something you shouldn't be. Yes. But, yeah, I enjoyed the music. And I've got some really good memories, really good memories of going to some Gary Glitter concerts with mm-hmm. my friends. Really good memories. And I was trying to work out how my relationship... Could I have a relationship with Gary Glitter music still? Was it possible, despite the fact that he had raped children? And I keep saying that because, uh, you know, child porn and, and child abuse doesn't go far enough. He raped children i think as young as 12 possibly 10 as well you know it's horrendous crimes he's committed and um it's kind of been on my mind again recently because of the whole r kelly thing the women generally was well the women were older but they were still underage in america and i think they were as young as 16 15 14 14 thank you very much indeed 14 
Thank you. Okay. I was thinking 16, 17. Four, not that that makes a significant difference. But the girls you. in the video, that the allegation is You're that right. they're 14. You're absolutely right. And then, of course, and we, and we talked about the R. Kelly documentary. And then, of course, there was the, the Michael Jackson thing, maybe four or five weeks ago, the Finding Never, Leaving Neverland documentary, where the accusations of, of, of Michael Jackson being a child rapist, which have kind of been bubbling around since the late mid-90s, were brought to the surface again in a really um, confrontational, um, powerful way in this, this documentary. You know, these, these two men talked about their experiences being groomed and uh, raped by Michael Jackson, but also the conflicting feelings of love and resentment and friendship and betrayal, all of these things, right? Um, and it kind of, it's got me thinking again about the Gary Glitter programme that Catherine and I made, which you're going to hear in a second, and about artists, and, and I don't just mean pop stars, but there are so many artists throughout history who have done heinous things. Roman Polanski, for example. Roman Polanski, raped, drugged and raped a 13-year-old girl anally. By the way, I should have said that before that. This this could be triggering. The next 30, 40 minutes could be triggering for you. should have said that just then. I apologise. Do apologise for that. We, there's going to be some frank language. Um, uh, I've, got a whole, I've got a whole list of them. Right, I've got a whole list of them from the obvious ones, like Elvis, uh, a paedophile, in as much as he met Priscilla and was courting Priscilla Presley. Courting. And I'm using the word courting. Look, isn't that funny? I've used the word courting, which implies a romantic, old-fashioned... He met Priscilla when she was 14, mm -hmm. and it's pretty safe to assume they were having a sexual relationship. Again, look, I'm using language that, that puts it in his favour. Courting and relationship. He was raping Priscilla Presley at the age of 14, when she was 14. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis married and raped... I'm using the word rape because a child cannot give consent... 13-year-old cousin when he was in his 20s. I got a whole I've got a whole list of 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 not and it's not just sexual stuff, right? Obviously there's there's Jimmy Page um from Led Zeppelin who drugged and kidnapped and raped a 14-year-old girl, uh Laurie Maddox or Laurie Maddox as she's sometimes known, drugged and kidnapped her. Locked her in his hotel room so she couldn't get out. David Bowie had sex with the same uh, raped the same young girl when she was 15. This is all documented. This is all out there. You've got other stuff, right? Sean Penn. And I'd forgotten about this. Sean Penn got drunk, tied up Madonna, held her prisoner and beat the crap out of her. Beat her up. John Lennon famously... Well, John, there's two for John Lennon. John Lennon was a wife beater. He beat up Cynthia. That's documented. He also... Him and um, Stuart Sutcliffe mugged a sailor. In Germany, they attacked a sailor in Germany, and there's one theory that that's how that this sailor turned and beat the crap out of them. And there's one theory that's how Stuart Sutcliffe kind of got his brain hemorrhage after that. Phil Spector, um, a spousal abuser, abused Ronnie Spector, and murdered a woman, shot a woman close range in the face uh, ten years ago. Um, Philip Larkin, right, a great poet, massive racist, massive racist. These letters that were published 10 years ago, I stopped going to the cricket because, quotes, there are too many effing ends. Wow. End for the, the, the word we don't say for black people. There are too many effing ends. Horrible racist. Eric Clapton, this is famous, man. A concert in Birmingham in 1974, um, when he was drinking a lot, 
again, I'm, I'm justifying it for him. Doesn't matter. What he said in 1904 was Enoch Powell was right. Um, send them all back. Throw the W's out. Keep Britain white. Eric Clapton. Right? Um, so there are loads and loads of examples of artists who have done obnoxious things. Now, do you class... Do you put in a league table? Is 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 racism below murder and murder is below child rape? This is in my head how it plays yeah. out. The thing is about racism, there is hope that you might change. Yes. And it could be argued, and, and Clapton has since come out and has spoken about this and apologised, and you know, and he said it was a very low point in his life when he was drinking a lot, yeah. and he's come out and he's made amends. Do we give him a pass for doing a stupid thing, saying a stupid thing, believing a stupid thing? I think people can make amends for certain things. So the question is, and if you want to call in about this, you can. Can you separate the art from the artist, right? I still like listening to Gary Glitter music. Should it be played on the radio? A lot of people still like listening to Michael Jackson music. Should it be played on the radio? Should we, if we're going to boycott Gary Glitter music, then we have to boycott Jackson. Do we boycott Spectre? Because Spectre was only spousal abuse and murder. It wasn't the rape of children. Do you know what I mean? It's a complicated one. So, a couple of years ago, I went and hung out with a load of Gary Glitter fans to try and find out, A, what my relationship was and could be with Gary Glitter. Could I justifiably and ethically still enjoy the music and also find out why they in, I think this was 2015, 2016 maybe, why they in 2016 were still flying the flag for Gary Glitter. So have a listen to this. How do you feel mm -hmm. knowing that you're attending the court case made victims of child sexual abuse uncomfortable? I can say I did what I needed to do and if the result of that is that they became uh, uncomfortable, then, then, of course, that's a shame. You know that's going to sound cold. Yeah. I, I, I know that sounds cold, but, again, I had to go in and support Gary. When I was a teenager, me and my friends really got into Gary Glitter. He was way past his prime, but his concerts were a good laugh. We went and saw him about four or five times. All good fun. Then, of course, Gary Glitter became famous not for his songs and outlandish outfits, but for his sexual crimes. In 1999, he went to prison for downloading thousands of images of child abuse. In 2006, he was found guilty of committing obscene acts with two girls aged 10 and 11 in Vietnam. And in 2015, he was convicted of attempted rape, four counts of indecent assault and one of having sex with a girl under the age of 13. All hideous crimes and completely unforgivable. But there was something niggling away at me. Then, one bored weekend, I realised what it was. I still liked Gary Glitter's music. A quick look online told me I wasn't alone. There were hundreds of people out there in the dark corners of the web all saying how much they loved the leader. How do they justify listening to his music despite the hideous crimes against children? And would I be able to find peace putting on a Gary Glitter's greatest hits or would it just be too uncomfortable for me? I had to find out. Hello and welcome to the only Gary Glitter fan club website. No slander will be tolerated here. Well, this website is for exactly what it says on the tin, brackets, the real fans. 
On this website, you will find photos and videos, and you can even leave a message for Gigi. And then it says in the middle, Gary Glitter Fan Club, against child abuse, it's about the music. OK, and this is the forum. Gary's Music Rocks, simple as. Check out my YouTube channel if you like. Plenty of GG gems in there. Cheers, Paul. Oh, dear, oh, dear. This poor bloke. Well done for putting this site up. It's very difficult. I love Gary Glitter. I used to make a living doing Gary Glitter impersonations as Terry Tinsel, but obviously not very popular now. I met him several times. He always seemed a nice guy. It's harder to come out as a Glitter fan than being gay these days. Hmm? Here's a good one from Helga in, in German. This, this, she's tried to write this in English. Sorry for my English, but I want Gary say so much. He is a mad entertainer which has mega power. If he's health-wise still possible for the stage liked, he is to consider the pre- and disadvantages attack is the best defence. And even Jesus said, who without sin it is, throw the first stone. So basically, people still love Gary. Um, well, I'm going to leave a message. Ian Lee. And I'm... I'm slightly reluctant to do this. I'm going to put my email on here. Do you know what? I nearly put a kiss there. Probably the most inappropriate kiss I could ever submit uh, online. All right, click the submit button. Oh. It looks like they might have closed the uh, forum here to stop spamming. But there is a um, YouTube channel. Oh, it's called Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Jukebox. Bloody hell. Uh-oh. No better place to get glittered in. <laughs> I bet this is a nightmare patrolling the message boards on here. OK, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send that message to um, the gentleman that controls this I'm going to subscribe although I'm aware that by subscribing that's going to make me look a little bit dodgy bodsky okay well I posted on Facebook a couple of days ago and I have had well let's look at Gary Glitter forever the leader no responses Although there is a post after mine from Dan Percy saying, are you all a bunch of paedophiles yourselves? Is that why you still support him? Um, if we go to the other page, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Jukebox, there was a response there from Michael Parker. Michael says, count me in, Ian. Check out my glitter pictures. Now, there's, you know, there's a loaded sentence, if ever there was. And I go on his Facebook page, and um, his picture is Gary Glitter in all his 70s uh, glory on a motorcycle. Mobile uploads. Wow. OK. There's him dressed as, I guess, Gary Glitter. Um, there's him with some um, Gary Glitter gold discs on his wall. I have to go and meet this guy. I have to go and meet this guy. Right, I'm in Peterborough and I'm just trying to find Michael's house. Um, I've gone past it. I think this is the right road. I'm very nervous. I wonder if he thinks I'm going to go in with um, 
an agenda. Maybe I'm supposed to have an agenda. Um, I don't know. Let's have a little look. Michael. Yeah. Oh, hello, mate. So. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Cool. How you doing? Huh? Well, from you, then you're a very old man. I'm a very old man. Fifty six. Nice to meet you, mate. How you doing? Thank you so Come much on. for seeing me. That's all right. Cup of tea, coffee. Cup of tea, white lotion. That would be awesome, please. Wowzers. This is amazing. This is, God, blind, I'm seeing everything. This is amazing. Do you want to talk me through some of the bits and pieces that you've got? All, they're all replicas, all silver, silver and gold replicas of Gary's and glitter bands, yep. discs. I see what's making me uncomfortable. What? Is this fella here. The mannequin. You've got a, a glitter mannequin. Now, that yes. is... All things to one side. That's weird, isn't it? A glitter mannequin? Well, it's not, it's not really him. It's just what I did because of the costumes I've made. Yep. So I needed something to stand them on. And the boots? I see you've got some boots. I had them made. They were shoes I had in the 70s, and I just went them higher. When, when did you make them into platforms? They were platforms originally, just only an inch platform. Oh, is that all? But I made them into that sort of height, ooh, 20 years ago now, would have been. Do you go out in them? I still wear them when I go to see the Glitter Band. Yeah. And when I last went to see Gary, would have been then, in 97, with my best mate, he stopped being a Gary fan. What was his reason? He couldn't separate Gary Glitter from... What has happened because we all, we all see Gary live on stage, mm. and with the accusations of the young girls said what they said, and when it came to court last year, um, I think I just put the nail in the coffin for him. Mm. Really, I tell you what, I'm going to be honest. It's weird coming in here because Gary Glitter is, is a taboo. You know, he has, he has been whitewashed from rock and roll history, yeah. and it is very very strange to walk into a room and see so much Gary Glitter stuff. Bit, yeah. yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's the music that. I feel sorry for that you can't hear it anymore. You haven't mentioned his name, people would look at you and think, you know, uh, um, but that's not the Gary I knew. You say you were friends with Gary? Yes, I met him several times. First time I met him would have been 77 at Bailey's Nester. That was when he'd, he'd retired and he was sort of making a comeback, his first comeback, was it? Yeah, would have yeah. been that, yeah. Yeah, so it was Cabaret Club, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you went back to the hotel to yeah. meet him? Yeah, there's myself, um, Two of my sisters and some friends, yeah, no problems at all. Down to earth, mm. pleased to see us all. Um, but he was never any sexual connotations at all. Came to see him in hospital in 1979, a broken neck, motorcycle accident. He came to see you? Yes. Blimey. I was due to go and see him in Bedford on the 12th of December. I couldn't go, so my sister Caroline went to my place and she got backstage. You've got, you got some scrapbooks here, which I'm keen to have a little... Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. Housewife Carolyn Lunny wants pop star Gary Glitter to visit her teenage brother, Michael, who's seriously in hospital. She says, Michael, 19, is Gary's number one fan. Um, were you number one, his number one fan? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah? Yep. And he came along? Yes, he did, yeah. He actually came. He kept it out of the press. He kept it quiet. The press didn't know anything about it. And then he actually came to see me. And then after he came to see me, it was in the press. Went back to my sister's house because I lived with her at the time. I've got to ask a question that I'm hesitating asking. Go on. And if I ask anything you don't want to answer, no, tell me. On. How old was your sister? Uh, Caroline. She was born in 19... Sorry, Gary. She was born in 1943. 
44, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she was the same age. And you understand why I'm asking that question, don't you? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, no, yeah. She had a daughter. Her daughter um, was 16 at the time when, when, I, when he came back to the house. And did Gary Glitter hang out with her daughters? No. No? Okay. Never. Okay. No. What is interesting here, you changed your name to Gad. Yes, 1979. That's taking fanhood that, into another level, isn't it? That was as a bet to start with. Oh, I said, yeah. I bet you wouldn't do it. So, because all the best decisions are. Yeah, so I, did, I didn't regret it at all. And you changed your name uh, back from Gads to your original name yeah, when right. the trouble kicked off. Yeah, 19, I actually changed it in 1999, so it was a couple of years after the trouble. Because okay. yeah. he was... he was, I got this timeline right, he was accused in 97 yes. uh, and convicted in 99 of the child pornography yes, that's right. on the computer. That's it, yeah. Let's have a look at some more clippings that you've got. You've got, um, I've got. a very healthy collection. I know, look, gonna, I've got to go back, because I noticed we've just flipped past the picture. Here we go. Gary gets rid of his glitter. Yeah, that's going to hold it all. Um, and there's, there's, there's Gary yeah. in a bath. With oh, it's hot tub. A hot tub. Yeah, but I don't know who the girls are. OK. An advert here for the little review for the single What Your Mama Don't See, Your, your Mama, Mama Don't Know. Yeah. And of course, because of the name of the title, people read into, <sighs> read into it and that. And it's, it, I mean, it, yeah, I can, you can understand why that oh, was, yeah, yeah, you? yeah. I've got to ask about the crimes that he's been found guilty of. Yeah. So found with thousands of child pornography images on his computer yeah. in 97 mm -hmm. and sentenced in 99. There was also th that weird thing where he travelled around Cambodia and Vietnam mm -hmm. yeah. and was convicted in 2006, I think, of an assault against children in Vietnam. Yeah, and went to prison for that. Went to prison for yeah. that, uh -huh. came back, served the rest of yeah. his sentence here. And then, of course, in 2015... Um, found guilty of attempted rape, rape, I think, and sex with a girl under 13. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some of that, I, I don't believe a lot of that. Um, they said in court that it was unbiased, but how could it have been because of all the news, newspaper coverage that had been in the past? Um, apparently he had sex with a, uh, a girl backstage in 1977 wearing one of his glitter suits and platform boots. He stopped wearing platform boots not long after 75 because there were no good for his, his feet in that. Mm. Um, he never wore his glitter suits backstage after a gig ever. Not when I met him, he didn't, never. Um, and I... When I saw him in 77, I was 17 at the time. I didn't see any young girls in the audience at all, young as 10 anyway. But then you, your mother would have known not to let you be backstage on your own with a, with a pop star, regardless of who they were. Um... Yeah, he was found guilty. Yes, exactly, yeah. I um, I think because of the child pornography was done first, um, I think a few people came out of the woodwork. In the 70s, lots of young groupies at that time. They knew what they were doing. They knew it's a pop star, not just Gary, to other people as well. You know, it's famous, blah, 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 you know. They do the rest to get in bed with them. Um, what ages they were, I don't know. Um, I don't agree with it. But it happened in the 70s, didn't it? Why do you think they're picking on Gary Glitter, then, in that case? Because of the Jimmy Savile thing, I think. Right. So you think that, um, that, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, that the nation, the press, whatever, the public, are so annoyed that we let Jimmy Savile get away with it yeah. and he died, with yeah. all the, the, we, we, we want to pin it, we want to pin something on, on someone. Somebody. And so Gary Glitter's the next best thing. That's my Do opinion. you really believe that? Yeah, I do. Proving it is another thing. Mm. The only person who really knows himself is is Paul Gad. Isn't it interesting? That's the first time we've used the name Paul Gad. Oh, so we're talking about this. Paul Gad and Gary. He was charged as Paul Gad, not as Gary Glitter. Yeah. That's how I separate the two. Yeah. 
Supposing Paul Gadd did do those crimes. Yeah. Can you separate the two enough that you could still enjoy Gary Glitter, even yes. if Paul Gadd had, had yes. committed those horrible crimes? Yeah, because it's two different people. Well, yeah. It's the same person, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it is the same person, yes. But um looks nothing like Gary Glitter to me. Thanks a lot, Michael. Take care. See you later on. Bye-bye. See you later on. Well, there we go. You know, what a nice bloke. What was I expecting? He's a bloke who likes music. Blinkered? Maybe. In denial? Possibly. But um, just a nice bloke who likes music. Michael made me feel very welcome. He also made a cracking cup of tea. Next up, I was off to meet VJ, who runs a Gary Glitter YouTube fan page. Yep. That looks like it. It's the man. It's your man. Hello, Hello David. You're right. I'm Ian. Yeah. Nice to meet you. You're right. Oh, yeah. I'm Karen, anyway. Hey, Karen. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Am I just going straight through? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. VJ, you run the Facebook page, you run the YouTube page. We were just talking yeah. about this. Uh, you must get a lot of abuse from people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's the price you pay for being a Glitter fan. What kind of stuff do people say? Pedo, pedo lover, that sort of thing, you know. What you're doing is supporting a, a pedo, which I do understand and comes with a gig, I would say. I've seen some abuse. I don't know if it's necessarily directed at you, mm. but they're accusing the people running the sites of being a pedo. Have they done that to you? Yes. Because that must be really upsetting. Yeah, yes, yes. It does hurt, but um, I don't suppose that'll ever go away, mm. which uh, I understand that. It's interesting, isn't it, that um, Glitter has been pretty much erased from musical history. You know, mm. if you listen to a chart rundown from 73 on yeah. Radio 2 they'll skip him. He's not on top of the Pops 2 anymore. No. Yet they will play songs um, by uh, Jonathan King. Yeah. Do you think it's fair that Glitter is excluded completely? Do you, and do you understand why they do it? Yes, yeah, I, I understand why they do it. But um, I, I just... To me, it's, it's, it's music. It just comes out of a speaker. What harm is that doing? But um, other people think different, so... I mean, I don't... I didn't choose to like Gary Glitter's music. The music chose me. I'm a great believer in that. Gary Glitter's music chose me, and um, that is the way it is. I can't help liking Gary Glitter songs, but I do. And I believe in power, rock and roll. I believe in listening to what I wanted to listen to. A little bit of my background, I say I was a Glitter fan. Yeah. When I saw him loads of times. Um, and it was that 97 when uh, he, he got uh, found that he had loads of... He had thousands of images of child pornography yeah. on his computer. Um, and he was convicted in 99. And that was when I kind of had to say, I can't, I can't be a part of this yes. anymore. And I was gutted. I was devastated. Yeah. I was heartbroken. Yeah. And I thought, I can't be involved. What, what was your reaction? What were your feelings when you heard about it? I was more or less exactly the same as your feelings. Um, I, when it happened, I uh, got his autobiography, Leader, it's called. Yeah. That went straight in the bin. Uh, records, all the vinyl went up into the attic. I didn't have the heart to throw them away. I'm glad I didn't now, to be honest with you. They went up in the attic and that was it. I've done myself with Gary Glitter and um, forgot about it all. And then the, the computers come along, YouTube come along, and uh, I jumped on YouTube and uh, one night I looked, looked over my shoulder, I'm typing Gary Glitter. So I typed in Gary Glitter yeah. and that was it, all comes flooding back. And I thought to myself, 
this is wrong, this is wrong. I like this music, I'm going to listen to this music. So that, it sort of went on from there. Do you know when that was, roughly, what year that was? Oh, no, no, I'm not... No. It's a good few years. Yeah. I left it a good few years. other stuff has come out, and I, I have to say that, you know, the other stuff that he's done, he was convicted in Cambodia in yeah. 2006, yeah. and the conviction last year of sex with a girl under 13, mm-hmm. attempted rape, molestation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been found guilty of it. Yeah. Does that not make you question it at all? Yes, but it, it, it's still the the. It's hard, it's an hard one. It is a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yes. But at the end of the day, the music will still be there. It will never go away, and that's just the way I look at it. It may be wrong. It's the way I look at it, but it is the way I look at it, and it can't be just me. Well, obviously, it isn't because no. I'm. How many people are in your Facebook? Uh, I've got six hundred in the one I'm on at the minute, and I've got one point eight million views on the um the YouTube channel. So it's uh. It's, it's a fair few. It's a fair few. Is there a part of you that's doing it to wind people up? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I'm going to bite back sometime because it, it does get to your times after the millionth time of being called a pedo lover. You know, that's mm. worse than things than that as well. But you know, I'm just trying to ignore it and just get on with the music, get some rock and roll done. What's interesting is because I've met a couple of people and I've spoken to a few more people online. Yeah, and I'm. I don't know what I'm expecting, <laughs> but the people that I've spoken to and the people I've met are, in inverted commas, normal. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and do you understand yeah. why uh, that's yes, a little bit surprising? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to be paedophiles at all. Yeah, I, you yeah. know, I know that that's a nonsense to brand the fans <laughs> that, but I was expecting yeah. something a little bit weird. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. I'm, this is why I'm sort of glad I've done this interview with you, just to have people can... Just let people know that we're just normal, everyday people... But likes the music, and that is that is it. End of story. It was interesting talking to VJ, and he made a good point. But I still couldn't imagine listening to Gary Glitter music guilt-free, especially not in front of other people. Well, then I found out that a couple of original members of the Glitter Band were going to be doing a gig at a really small venue in Birmingham. I got in touch with Claire and Lewis, who were going to the show, and met up with them in their B and B. I'm in the hotel room with Claire and Lewis. We're in Birmingham. Why are we in Birmingham? What's happening? Um, we're coming to see John Russell and Harvey Ellison, who are two of the founding members of the Glitter Band, and they're playing tonight at the Roadhouse. And what are they going to be playing? Do they play... I mean, obviously they play Glitter Band stuff. Are they going to play Gary Glitter songs? What, what, what What's the set? Mixture of both and, and also a few other songs that um, fit in with that Glitter yeah. Beat style of music. Um, when they're playing the Gary Glitter songs... Is there anything in, you know, is there ever any tension in the audience? Is there ever anyone going, oh, you shouldn't be playing that? It's almost like a release, actually. Like, you can actually go out and enjoy listening to it, dancing to it, and other people are there with you doing exactly the same thing and nobody looking at you, you know, with daggers in their eyes, thinking bizarre thoughts (laughs) about you. It is, you know, you talk about, we talk about guilty secrets in, in music, I guess... You know, leader of the gang, do you want to touch, I love you, love. You know, these are kind of the dirtiest secrets in music, aren't they? Um, I wouldn't... I don't really know what you mean by that. Well, just that um, you don't hear them on the radio. And when it's Pick of the Pops on Radio 2, yeah. you know, if it's a, a Gary's at number seven, it kind of gets... that Number seven doesn't exist, you know. That's true. It's very, very sad, and it's just not right in my view. Ever met him? 
Yes, I've met him quite a few times. Where and when and what was he like? In the 90s, met him a couple of times. Me and my friends, obviously, were a bit more mobile then. We found out where he was and we'd go to see him at various locations and obviously he'd love to see his fans at any opportunity he gets. And then I was fortunate well, I was in the right place at the wrong time in, I think it was 2012. I was down his street and he happened to be walking by and I went up to him because I knew that he was uh, quite deaf, but I didn't want to shock him and I just put my hand on his shoulder and he looked round and he said, Claire, he said, I knew it wouldn't be long before I saw you again. What were you doing in his street? You're stalking him. Uh, something like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, um, Lewis, you're, uh, it's yeah. got to be said, you're yeah. a young man. So I'm 25, so born in 91. Wow. wow. And I mean. first heard about Gary in the newspapers. Um, I think, obviously, when I was about 16, he was in the papers uh, with a lot of negative articles over... Um, you know, and a lot of hatred in the press. That yeah. would have been his convictions for downloading child pornography? Is that what that was? Uh, that was post-2000. Right. So, of course, everything the media were covering in, in Vietnam, that was the the stories that was in the paper at that time. Uh, so I remember asking people, who is he? Mm. And they said he was uh, a famous singer and then I had to then go on to YouTube to discover that past that no-one spoke of. How does it sit with you? And I'm curious, because I don't know how it sits with me. How yeah. does it sit with you listening to Gary Glitter, knowing what he's in prison for? Uh, I'll be honest, uh, being a Glitter fan is not something I would share with people. People get very angry, and they accuse you of perhaps supporting paedophilia when it's clear that, you know, no person would ever support that. And I think just because someone listens to a piece of music, it doesn't mean they are supporting paedophilia. It means they are supporting a song that's 40 years old and uh, a song that is just a song. Claire, do you get, um, I don't know, stick, abuse? What do you get for, if, when you tell people you're a Gary Glitter fan? Well, I used to be a little bit more vocal about it now, but as Louis says, you just don't want to p people to be pointing their finger, giving you funny looks. It, I just keep it a bit more to myself now, and I find that really sad. Mm. I have to do that because it's nothing to what what he was accused of doing is nothing to do with me yeah. liking his music. How do you just speaking to some of the people for this? They seem that they uh, say that they are able to separate Gary Glitter, the musician, from Paul Gad, the paedophile. Is that and I can't get my head around that. Is that how it works for you? I find that really difficult too. I don't think I can mm. either. Um, the music's different. Gary Glitter's, uh, a, you know, a caricature yeah. of, of something, but it is Paul Gad playing that person. And also, he, he would have used that status, that stature, that that fame to appeal to young, you know, to girls, to little girls. Um, I d wouldn't say that at all. No. Okay. Really? Why not? Well, I don't 
I know he was found guilty and he admitted downloading the child porn, but as for the other charges, I just can't see that to be true. Really? And there was, we were at the court and I didn't hear any evidence that would stand up. But the jury have read all about him, regardless what the judge decided. He thought that wasn't true, that they probably had already made up their minds and he was going to be found guilty before the tri trial started. So you don't think that he did rape, sexual assault, sex with a girl under 13? Which is what he was found guilty of? I don't know, but there was... I just didn't hear enough evidence for that to be... Pr for him to be found guilty. Lewis, you went to the court case. That's a weird yes. thing to do, isn't it? Yes, it's a weird thing to do, but anyone I knew, I would go to support them. No matter what they were accused of doing, I would do it for anybody because I think... Even though they're accused of raping a child? Um, I just felt that was something I needed to do and I obviously no people will, will criticise that mm. and find it odd. But I think, me as a person, I would want to help someone but also I'd want someone to not feel alone and I think that's why uh, that I chose to go and support Gary... It's very noble to support someone, you know, in their hour of need, but how do you think that made the victims feel? Um, I believe I sat behind one of the uh, girls in the case and uh, they were not happy to hear our conversations in, in support of Gary and appeared uh, very angry. Um, you can understand why, can't you? Uh, it, of course, obviously we have to respect their feelings but I think that it's their right to be angry, but it's also our right to go and, and support Gary. Uh, and I know that's a strong... Well, no, and this is really this yeah. is an interesting thing, and I'm, I didn't expect the conversation yeah. to go down this route because I didn't, I didn't know that. How do you feel mm -hmm. knowing that your attending the court case made um, victims of child sexual abuse uncomfortable? Um... I don't have any any feeling on that. I can say I did what I needed to do and if the result of that is that they became uh, uncomfortable, then, then, of course, that's a shame. You know that's going to sound cold? Yeah. I, I, I know that sounds cold, but, again, I had to go and, and support Gary. Can I get a lemonade, please? Yeah, Thank you, mate. Nice to see you. Yeah. You Have a good care. night. Take care. Which door? 
Oh, yeah, the one that says way out. That would be the uh, the clue. Thank you. Oh man, alive! Well, um, you can hear it coming through the walls, can't you? Um, that was weird. I mean, that was a really. It's been a nice evening. I've been there for three hours. It's been a really nice evening. Um, enjoyed the band. Had a weird argument with Claire about the whole paedophile thing. Um, where previously she said she th- she thought that Glitter was only guilty of downloading child pornography, only guilty. But then we had a really weird argument where um, she talked about the court case and she ended up saying that she thought he probably had slept with a 12-year-old girl. But, 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 but. And there were all kinds of buts and things. And um, I said, yeah, but you're saying he slept with a 12-year-old girl, right? That's wrong, isn't it? She went, yeah, 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 but... And then she fired off a load of excuses. The two main ones seem to be that women mature faster than men. And what about other rock stars that had famously, you know, allegedly slept with with girls when they were underage? She cited Bill Wyman. Um, And how come he got off and um, Glitter didn't? It was unfair. And I said, well, do you want them both to be in prison or Glitter... it's a really weird argument, and it got quite tense. Um, the show itself, I, I, I stuck around for a bit of it, and um, when they played a Gary Glitter song, I didn't know I loved you till I saw you rock and roll, um, I started singing along, you know, and it felt kind of good to be singing along to it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the group thing and I guess at that precise moment I wasn't celebrating Gary Glitter I was celebrating a bloody good song my childhood um nostalgia I don't know what I was celebrating but it was um it wasn't glitter a weird evening full of emotions it seems to be that a lot of the fans um can separate um, glitter from Gad, the crimes from the music, although uh, most of the people I spoke to seem to think that glitter is innocent. Um, and it's a stitch-up. It's, it's, a, it's a, a conspiracy by the media. He's a scapegoat. And we went into theories of VIP sex scandals and all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The conversation about the 12-year-old really threw me. And I really... Uh, it, it got quite heated. It got quite heated. <sighs> Am I any clearer on my relationship with Gary Glitter? No. And his music, no. Um, But there was something. When an original member of the Glitter Band played I Didn't Know I Loved You Till I Saw You Rock and Roll, I was singing along and I was doing the harmonies. I was doing the harmonies. Confusing stuff, man. Confusing stuff. I've got a long drive ahead of me. I think I'm going to get in my car and get home. (sighs) None the wiser. None the wiser.
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So thank you for listening to uh, to the last hour or so. You can call in about that. Is there? Is it possible to separate the art from the artist? Um, a lot of denial. It's the first time I've heard that in years because I hate listening to myself. And me and Kath went and sat in the office next door and we listened to it. And, and, and we also had a running commentary from Catherine as well. But um, there's a lot of denial going on, particularly from those last two at the, the, uh, the end who think it was a stitch up, who think he's innocent, who think it was in, in the post Savile that they needed to get someone and Glitter, were, you know, Gad was the, the, the most similar to Savile. So he was the easy target. And then, of course, off which I didn't record, and God, I wish I'd record it, uh, the, the woman was, was telling me about a 12-year-old or 13-year-old that, that Glitter, she knew he'd had sex with, but but she was asking for it. She she was dressed up and she was asking for it and her parents left her with him. And, uh, and she was angry with the girl who had been raped by Paul Gad, Gary Glitter. Um, and, of course, it is difficult to separate the, the, the art from the artist because... The the, the 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 child rapist Paul Gad used 
the allure and the money that Gary Glitter had to attract 12-year-old girls. Where's that lead going again? Look. Just turn the computer off a bit because it's, it's, we won't play. Um, so, but, but I do also think as well there is a snobbery. There is a snobbery. I mean, Glitter's crimes were particularly heinous. Uh, uh, and there were lots of them. But the, 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 he is more disposable and more plastic and more throwaway than someone like Led Zeppelin, than someone like Elvis Presley. You know, when is Elvis Presley going to get cancelled? He won't. The, 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 this is why I think Michael Jackson is hovering so much. You know, the, 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 this film would have killed any other career, retrospectively, the, 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 the Jackson thing. But because it was Jackson was so huge, this is why he's still hovering in the twilight of maybe we will support him, maybe we won't support him. Go on, what are you going to say? Elvis and Jerry Lee have both been relegated to different times and yep. that was the culture they grew up in. T- southern states where, you know, you had it off with your, your, your 13, 14-year-old cousin. Exactly. Yeah. Things were different then. Well, how much of that argument does bear weight? Because um, in periods of this country's history, it was normal to have sex with, with 11, 12, 13-year-old girls because you didn't live very long. You know, 11, 12, 13 was middle-aged for for, uh, for some people. You know, it's only a third of their age. So I, I'm just saying this because we're just kicking ideas around. Maybe different time, different culture does carry some water. Maybe it does. I don't know. I don't know. And nothing we're saying here is definitive. We're kicking ideas around for God's sakes, guys. Gary Glitter, though, is a very, very different kind of person yep. because... Not only did he serve time for it and was, con- you know, condemned for it roundly, disgraced in the newspapers, he went on to do it again, quite yeah. openly. Remember those pictures? I remember seeing them in the sun, the star. Cambodia. Him with kids on the back of his bike in uh, Cambodia. Quite happily living his life, doing what he wanted and to do. Also, I remember the repentance when he got caught with the pictures of child rape on his computer. Took it into PC World. And I think he said, don't look in that folder. I think he did. And I remember he gave a press conference at High Park Corner, I think. I seem to remember this. And he was repentant. It, 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 it was obviously a facade now, but he came out and he apologised. But I remember when he did get arrested and, and, and there was the whole extradition thing. You remember, he was, he, was get, he was going to different countries and they would not let him get off the plane. Mm-hmm. And he went to Vietnam and, all, and Ethiopia and all these. And the, they said, you're not getting off here. Because if you get off, we ain't going to be able to get rid of you. You're staying on the plane and you're flying out. And he was hopping around the world until he eventually came here. And um, there was no repentance. There was there was, there was was one interview. I'm sure I got this right. And Roger and Dave, stay there. There's one interview he did. I think it was either in Cambodia or it was when he came back here after Cambodia with the BBC. And he was angry. Yeah, I was going to say, he was fed up at being pursued angry, as he saw it. defiant. He was he had been wronged. This was outrageous, um, and it's it's really interesting. I, I, I nearly interviewed him once, but it it, it 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 kind of fell through. It all got a little bit weird. They wouldn't let me record the interview, so I said I, I ain't doing it with pen and paper. Because anyway, um, if you've got any thoughts on that, you can give us a call. Oh, you, by the way, you can also you know we do clunky gear changes here. You can still phone in about you know absolute twattishness. If, if I'm being completely honest, you want to phone in and make silly noises, you're very welcome to do that. Um, listen, I've missed all the ads so far, so Roger and Dave, stay there. I will come to you straight after this. This is the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation, wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 
0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Roger. Good evening, Roger. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. Good evening, Roger. It's nice to speak to you again. Well, you've got Gary Glass and your, uh, you know, conflicts. Yeah. Personal conflicts about his music. Can let me tell you a funny thing? I wouldn't dare play a Gary Glitter song now. I was, re- I was really thinking about it. Well, do we play one? Do we play one at the start of the hour? And, and I wouldn't dare. But here's the, here's the twist. I don't really know why I wouldn't dare. I'm not going to. But I don't know why. I don't know what would, what would happen. Some people would be upset, obviously. Okay, right, fine. Some people would be upset. We, we do stuff on the show that upsets people sometimes. Mm. But if I played a three-minute, three-and-a-half-minute song, I mean, I don't know what the worst thing is. That could happen. On Three Counties on a Friday, we used to play, religiously, we used yeah. to play R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ignition Remix. Wouldn't think of doing it now. No, of course not. Because I can't listen to that music without thinking about that yeah. animal. Yeah, mm. No, you're right. Um, and, but, I, I mean, and I'm not going to, so this isn't a game of chicken, right? But if I played um, uh, the, the Leader of the Gang, which is a great song, right? or Rock and Roll Parts 1 or 2, and I really considered playing the, the instrumental one. I think it's Rock and Roll Part 1, the instrumental. Um, and I considered playing it. What would happen? We'd get some complaints. On a, on a quiet day, we might get a thing in the Daily Mail online. Former Jungle contestant offends people by playing, you know. That, and a couple of people might go, well, I'm not listening to you again. And they'd listen to us again in a fortnight. That's it. But I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm hesitant. Whatever it is, I'm reticent yeah. to, to actually play it. And I don't really know why. Anyway, go on. Sorry, Roger. Because my, my Gary Glitter is Rolf Paris. Mm. Okay, yeah. Go on. Because I absolutely... Rolf's, Rolf's Cartoon Club were a massive part of my... Yep. You know, growing up, watching that on telly. The Court of King Caractacus. What a song. Yeah, absolutely loved. I, I nearly said love. I absolutely loved... Ralph Harris's music. Mm. I saw him. That's, I might have failed my degree in 1998, uh, but it was the second time I saw him live. <laughs> I saw him live. He came to one of our summer balls at university. He was a right miserable old sod. I think, I think as well. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. I think I can tell this story. He also asked one of the young women um, working backstage, one of the students, so early 20s, for a blowjob. <gasps> did he? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did he do it in a jokey way? Mm, I don't I don't remember it well enough. I have to speak to Simon. Simon would remember. Wow. Oh Simon, my, God. my friend Simon would remember. Uh, also, he was a miserable sod and, and was, was one of those people that was really rude and short with men, but was, was much better with attractive young women. A friend of mine, male friend of mine, was going to interview him and uh, me and another friend had a joke and stitched, to try and stitch my mate up, saying, oh, by the way... Say you know about his the blue act he does for nightclubs. Oh, oh! That went down like a cold cup of sick. Yeah, uh, it's it's um, Rolf's an interesting one because when he got sentenced, I was working at um, BBC WM and we talked about it on there, and we had loads of people. We had one woman phoning up saying, "Well, I've got a picture of Rolf Harris by my bed, and I'm going to keep it there," which I thought was weird. First of all, yeah, it's weird to have someone you don't. But know she was by such a bed. big fan, right? Okay, right, such a big fan. And also, there was loads, loads, four, five, six women, I think, who all said, well, when he comes out of prison, if he does a concert, I'm going to go and see him. And here's the thing. I can't say for sure 
that I wouldn't go and see Gary Glitter if he did a concert. I can't say for sure. I didn't go to the gang show that year, 97, when he got done for the, the child rape images on his computer. I didn't go to the gang show then. A friend of mine did at Wembley Arena, and he said it was like half empty, and there were some people that were booing and some people that were enjoying it. Mm. I cannot... I probably wouldn't go. I can't say for definite. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't listen to Rolf anymore. Not at all. And I feel guilty because sometimes if something jogs my memory and I think back because there was there was he he always the two concerts I went to see him he always started by drawing his Rolferu and halfway yes. through his can you tell what it is yet yep. and right at the second time. I knew it was coming, so I yelled out, no, I can't, I'm blind as a bat. And I made him laugh. Hey! <laughs> you made a piece of laugh. So, How does I that make you so, feel? I was so proud. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, that would have been a big moment. Making oh, the laugh to make it that, laugh. That, mem- that memory is just... Ugh. Totally but 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 here's the thing, right? And 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 I've kind of made peace with the fact I have fond memories of going to Gary Glitter concerts, right? Because because because, um, okay, the money I was putting in his pocket probably aided and abetted his crimes. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But I had a laugh those concerts. Me and my mates, we it was like we were sort of sixteen, seventeen, so it was early drinking days. So we we're getting those you know watered down pints in in those plastic pint glasses it was uh, you know i think one of us had learned to drive and it, it was it was the whole experience we went and saw him in a play he was in a musical you know he went out with denise van outen he caught it was yeah he went out with denise van outen oh. yeah you don't hear when she oh. was like 17 or 18 oh, blimey they were in a play together called a slice of saturday night and we went and saw it at the reading hexagon and me and my friends were steaming drunk and for the whole musical we were just shouting leader leader <laughs> and it we, we we ruined everybody else's night which is awful and we had so I've got great memories, Roger. And do you know mm. what? I am I, I am not, and I hope this isn't in any way disrespectful to any of the victims, I am going to cling on to those good memories because that is an important part of me growing up and learning who I was. And you know, I, remember, I, remember I, got so, I remember I got so drunk before we went to that, that thing in Reading to see him. Mm. I got drunk at home before my friends came to get me. I, I pulled the curtains off the rail in my mum's house by mistake. I don't know how I did it. Anyway, I've got... Uh, and that's, you know, it's the start of my alcoholism, but it's also it's a funny story. And I'm not going to let those memories be tainted now. Oh. I've made peace with those memories. Yeah. And I hope that you can at some point with yours. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not sure, to be honest, because no. it's just... It, it were a, I th- again, it depends on... It depends when you got into somebody's music. And I, I said I was a little bit older. I said well, I was, it was... 97 and 98 I yeah. went to see him. That was that was when, around the time of um Stairway to Heaven, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And uh, and that list you 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 went out you went through of all the all the different mm. some of them I'd not I'd, I'd n- no knowledge of. Mm. How Did many you? this is a this is a, 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 a this is a relevant question. Catherine, could you look Rolf Harris a, a conviction? How many victims was he convicted of? I think it was three or four. There was one that was giving... The the, the main evidence was from his daughter's friend friend who wasn't part of the case because the... I don't think he got convicted for her because it was 
too long ago. Right. It says here, this is from uh, 4th of July 2014, uh, Ralph Harris has been jailed for nearly six years for 12 indecent assaults 12. against four girls, four girls. including okay. one aged seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. And then there was a later okay. attempt, wasn't there? And that. that. Hang on. So then... Then 2017 has had one of 12 indecent assault convictions overturned, um, saying it was unsafe. Okay, mm. okay, okay. I so know, I think it was his daughter's friend who used to come over for sleepovers that uh, gave a lot, of, gave a lot of the evidence in the first trial. And yet, the overturned conviction was about that youngest girl. Right. Okay. Okay. And yet, and how old were the other? Doesn't say. Okay. Uh, it says how they were fourteen, fifteen. I seem to remember, um, and yet we still we, we're still fine to play Elvis, mm. and yet we're still fine to play Jerry Lee Lewis, whose whose who's bride was thirteen. Yet we, you know, this and, and and they were the ones they married. Can yeah, I just say yeah, that? yeah. Of course, of course. You're absolutely right too. There, there were more than likely would be others, of course. Uh, so, so what? I don't. It's with. It's not. It's inconsistent. That's yeah. it. The 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 um, finger of sh- the, the shame that we point at these people is inconsistent. If we're going to point it at Rolf Harris, then we have to point it at Elvis Presley, don't we? Mm. I think there is a difference. I think there is a difference. Th- these are all heterosexual rapes of children. Mm. I think there is a difference, possibly. When it is, it is, it is a, a, an older man raping a younger boy. I don't quite know what that difference is. Again, I'm just thinking out loud, and I haven't really got. Don't know where that sentence goes. I think that perhaps there is a slight difference, in as much as it's easier to say. Well, 14, 15 year old girls hanging around rock stars' doors. Do, do you know what I mean? It's not in any way justifying what has happened. I think it's easier for for some people to to process in their brains a fifteen year old girl hanging around a stage door than perhaps a fifteen. Here's what boy. I think: girls get sexualized by other people younger. Thank you. That was that's a clever way of what I was because trying to say. Thank that you. girl is still a child. Yeah, right? yeah, oh yeah. But other people don't see it that way. No. We still do it now. Look at the way that the, the um, leery old blokes that write the majority of the red tops go on about flipping Cindy Crawford's daughter, who was a, a kid. She is a kid. She was like, wasn't she like 14 when she yeah. started modelling? Yeah, and, and then still... the, the countdown to when Charlotte Church yeah, was going to be uh, yeah, yeah. legal, yeah. Britney Spears, all that stuff. Yeah. So girls, because of the history and the weird history... You're absolutely right. Girls get sexualised by other people earlier. Yeah, like the male online, they're all grown up and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, but if it's like... your daughter, that's a child... <laughs> I don't know whether things are, things are changing because I knew there was something I read earlier and it just I've just brought it up on my iPad now. Uh, the Sheffield Dockfest have cancelled a Q and A with Bill Wyman and cancelled his oh. premiere of his documentary because, of course, uh, yeah, he was going out with Mandy Smith, Mandy Smith. when she was thirteen, I think. It says it, 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 well, I think it's BBC. I'm reading this on, so they're being a bit cagey. But it's like it says that she met him when she was thirteen. Yeah. And they're, they're married when she was eighteen. So yeah, and for the, for, the, for the five years in between, they were just yeah. you know, he was reading books to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, nice one, Roger. Thank you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Cheers, my dear. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dave, stay there. You'll be next. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh 
344-499-1000, Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, every weeknight from 10. Listen on DAB, download the app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. Dave is on the line. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hey, I Dave. hope you're well. Uh, lovely to see you. Dave, Dave Dave was one of the nice people that came. Well, the majority of oh, people so were nice. Sober people. There were the sober people who came to see us in uh, in Brighton and so were sat you, next you know to one that, of the rude people. And he was prompt. Yeah, you, you know that guy will go home said, I was part of the show. It was oh, great. God. This guy wouldn't shut up. To the point where... Um, and God knows why I gave him the microphone. It was just I, I, I did think, what freeze. the hell are you doing? But to the point where you know it was you, you, when someone's kind of talking and, and joining in the show, you sort of you, you bounce off them a bit. But it's not a stand-up show, so it's it's not a you know. A, a, but but by the end, I had to be quite, I had to be really rude and to then, him, and he still he wasn't, wasn't taking the in. message. It was like he was talking to the telly. Yeah. Oh God, that what rude family. What a rude <laughs> family. Whole terrible rude family. They all came do, do you want a picture? In. Not that desperate. Well, I tell you what, don't put your stuff on our stage, all right? What is this? You're an actor or something? But yeah, Mackenzie, he, he, put, he put his drink on, on your table. Well, well, I, I met Mackenzie, uh, when I used to work with Mackenzie, he used to stand up and he did a character called Charlie Cheese and quite often you'd play on stages that were just pallets and people would put their feet on the stage yeah. and you'd go and go, excuse me, sir, um, can I ask, are you an actor? No, then get your feet off me F instead. <laughs> Which is a great line. <laughs> anyway, Dave, what can we do yeah. for you? Yes, I, I, I like the uh, Gary Glitter thing. I hadn't Thank heard you, that before. Thank you. Um, and the thing that got to me was the thing that got to Roger, I guess, was the justification. Mm. Um, it was the idea, oh, we can understand him, you know, downloaded some mucky pictures. But um, when it comes to actually doing anything physically or actually getting up to any crimes, then that was obviously, you know, uh, something created by the media or because of Jimmy Savile mm. and stuff like that. That's the thing I found a real head-scratcher, the... the, the... Uh, a complete denial of the f- of the facts of the facts, mm. you know, and mm. that the, the, the whole system is so it's such a, a corrupt pitch, uh, you know, a, a, a bent pitch that, that that he could be sentenced for something that he hadn't actually done. But mm. then, of course, off off Mike, the lady at the end said, "Well, actually, he did have sex with a, with a twelve or thirteen year old girl. I can't remember how old she said she was, um, but it was a setup, you know. She, she was dressed up like a tar, and the parents took mm. her there. And what was he supposed what was he supposed to do?" Well, I tell yeah. you what, not have I've, sex with a child. I've been in rooms on my own with twelve-year-old girls, and do you know what? I've not touched them. I've not had yeah. sex with them because it's a really easy thing to not do. But it's Ian, really easy. What if they had lipstick on? I know. It's I've I've seen you know kids with it. It's a really easy thing. You don't even have to think about it. No. It's not even. My God, I mustn't have sex. It's just like. Oh, there's a kid. What, uh, do you want to play? What do you want to do? Do you want to watch telly? They're kids. Yeah. It's really well, it's easy to not have sex with kids. I've never done it. Yeah, it's the same as the line, oh, that's what it was like back then. It's just, yeah, but not everyone, you know, everyone was at it. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. No. Although I do think, right, I do, there's this whole inquiry. I'm not quite sure what this inquiry into child sex abuse is. I thought it was like about VIPs and stuff. But I think it's about... Mm child sex abuse all across the board i think i do think i do think we're going to look back on the 70s 80s and 90s and before 70s 80s and 90s and we're going to hear so many more stories of kids getting raped and touched up and, and molested and t- sorry touched up is a flippant thing but I, I think we're going to hear so i think it was so much more prevalent right we all knew a kid who was wetting themselves in class at quite a young, at quite an old age, mm. or was silent, or was a little bit smelly, or would you know you, you never spoke to? And looking back now, you think, 
Oh, my God, it's so obvious. It's so obvious mm. what was probably going on at home. And and th- th- that was everywhere. But our eyes were on strangers, yeah, yeah, weren't yeah. they? It was stranger, stranger danger. danger. You were going to be abducted. They were thinking yeah. about the Moors murders. They weren't thinking about your creepy dad. And it's more likely to be a member of the family. Yeah, I exactly. read, while I was on holiday, some light holiday reading. Marie, stay there, we're going to come to you next. Some light holiday reading. I finished my book about kids in the hall, which is great, finally. Uh, this, uh, Seth Myers, I think his name is Seth. Um, and Isn't it Paul Myers? Paul Myers, thank you very much indeed. Mike Myers' his brother. Um, there's a forward by A. Seth Myers. Uh, and then I read the book that came out last year, Love As Always, Mum, uh, written by Mae West, who was one, I can't quite remember what position she was, one of Fred and Rose West's daughters. My God. God. And what's great about it, it's not really about Fred West, it's about her and her relationship with her mum, and it's about her still unsure how involved her mum was, because it was her mum. Yeah. And she, by the end, she kind of, spoiler alert, by the end... She pretty much accepts that her mum was involved in all of it, in the murder of her sister Heather and the murder of the other girls and the sexual abuse and all of that. She's she's pretty sure. You read it, Kath, because I'd love to get your thoughts on it. And it's a grim book, but she seems pretty sure. But for most of the book, she's like, I just can't believe my mum would do that. My dad, yeah. My dad was weird. My dad tried to grope us. My dad would say horrible, horrible things. And yeah, sure, my mum was there when he groped us. And sure, my mum would beat us. And my mum would bully us. And she would, sure, my, you know, my mum and dad, we, we lived in a basement that to get into the basement, we slept in the basement. And to get there, we had to go to the side door and they would lock us in the basement and it was damp. And, and they would lock the door and leave us in there. And sure, you know, we, you know, my mum, you know, looked between my legs when I had my first period. And, 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 and sure, all of that happened. But I just can't believe that she murdered my sister, Heather, and that she was responsible. And it's incredible. Mm. It's an incredible story of a woman trying to come to terms with the evidence that is there in front of her and going, but, 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 but no, my dad, yeah. But no, I can't believe, I cannot believe my mum did that. I won't believe it. It's such an amazing story, and it's so... I want to say the word beautifully, and I'm going to say it, even though it's horrific. It's so beautifully told, and she's not a ghostwriter, but it's so, it's just the confusion and the self-doubt, and the, the, the it's amazing. It's a really incredible book. But that is classic sexual abuse oh. survivor oh, yeah. feelings. Yeah. Like Oprah Winfrey, I saw her do this brilliant interview, I don't know if you've seen it, with the guys from Leaving Neverland. And she no. said she's a um, she's a sexual abuse survivor from right. when she was a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. And she said it was the first time she's ever seen that conflict played out like that. Yeah. Saying someone that you love, someone that makes you feel special, someone that groomed you, some you know, you were manipulated into yeah. feeling certain things. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that was nice. Mm. And she said, it's that thing that adds to the guilt when you're an adult and that is the thing that's going to stop you mm. from speaking out. Um, and it's that, you know, that kind of... But they weren't always like that. Mm. There were so many bits of it that were nice that I was willing to put up with the other bits because I, they felt weird, but it wasn't the whole of the picture, mm. that thing. And I just found that really interesting. Mm. There seemed to be a sl- strange sliding scale, as you say, of, um, you know... Uh, who gets the worst treatment yep. in the, by the press? I mean, you know, you would all have heard Phil Spector's Christmas album. How many producers have got their name on the front of mm. albums apart from Phil Spector? Very few. 
Um, he shot someone in the face. Uh, and, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but that, but that sort of it, and it reminded me if you remember from Brass Eye the um, the Mad as a Lorry um, uh, Mad Frankie Freighterometer where he was asked to put on oh, what was that. worse yes, I do remember that vaguely, brassing yeah. up someone you remember fiddling with the kids yeah. you know as he put it yeah. was right off the scale yeah. as far as he was concerned and that's what it seems to be you know I mean if, if you're not talking about music. Leslie Grantham, who... Um, Murdered a taxi driver in a, in a bungled robbery, didn't he, yeah. in Germany, yeah. But he, he became one of the most famous men in the country during the 80s. Um, and it is... Well, you, well, this is the thing that Kath mentioned about um, uh, making amends and redemption, and can you... Can you... I think there are some things that you can sort of come back from if you show enough remorse. Remorse is the word well, I'm looking for. Well, you know I'm a massive Costello fan. Mm. And you've read his overlong book. Well, I've listened and to the audiobook, so I've, I miss well, you in, well, he, in there, he skirted around the incident. It was only about 40 years ago. Um, oh, the, uh, with the fight with Stephen Stills. Stephen Stills and Bonnie Bramlett, where they were drunk in a bar and he was saying, oh, all American music is rubbish. And um, they started throwing names at him, and he said, James Brown, I'm not going to use the language. Was it James Brown? I thought it was Ray Charles. No, the, the first one was James Brown. Right. He said, he's nothing but a jive-ass, yeah. and then N-word. Yeah. And then he said, what about Ray Charles? And he said, he's a blind, ignorant. And at that point, um, Bonnie Bramlett punched him, and he fell off his chair. Yeah, yeah. And because Elvis, during this part of his career and part of what his manager did, they wouldn't give interviews to the press. They were nasty. They were just arrogant. When you see the man today, you don't sort of put those two things together. But at that point, he was a snotty, punky yeah. sort of, you know. Um, and, of course, this came out in the press, and the press just went for him. And it killed his career in America. Yeah. Um, and he was he was sort of a pop star at that point. And I doubt, I doubt he would have carried on being that. But it certainly just killed him dead in America. Um, but... Uh, Ray Charles was asked at the time, and he said, quite graciously, I thought, um, you should listen to a man's uh, music, not his drunken bar talk, yeah. which is uh, fair enough. Well, um, and that is, that is the, if, if, if he did say that, which, which is, A, is, is quite big of him, but also that is the thing of separating the art from the artist completely. Also, Ray but, Charles would have but, heard a lot of that crap over yeah. his time, wouldn't he? <laughs> but, but Elvis said that he, uh, years later, because he's, he's married to Diana Krall, who's obviously a jazz pianist, there were points where he could have met Ray Charles and he just couldn't do it yeah. because he knew wow. that even if Ray Charles had, wouldn't remember it because it was 40 years ago, he just couldn't do it. Um, and it's quite interesting in the book. Wow. He doesn't actually address the address the actual incident itself. He, he sort of says, and after that. Because <laughs> if, if he'd have been able to suck it up and sit yeah. down with Ray Charles and say, look, I don't know if you heard, but I, I kind of said some... Yeah. Pretty shitty things about you, and I just want to, you know, I just want to apologize. That would have been a huge moment. That that mm. would have been a turning point in a man's, in a human being's life, to be able to do that. But that's a but tough he, thing I, to do. Yeah, I just thought he just he just couldn't face because he knew that even though Ray Charles put in, you know, he knew it was drunk and bar talk. Yeah. There's no excuse, and he just he just I just think he just felt I just can't, you know, yeah. I can't face that. And there are and there are you know you know. Uh, there are other, yeah, say, yeah, 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 Eric Clapton, and um, uh, he sort of apologised for that, but not that, 
that convincingly in my No, book. it, was, it wasn't particularly convincing. Dave, I've got to go because I've missed every single ad break in this entire show and, and I'm going to get a letter from home to my mum and, God, she doesn't even know I work in show business. Dave, thank you very much. Marie, stay there. You'll be next. This is Talk Radio. After Hours Amusement for Anarchists, Air Hostesses and Jet Lag Antipodeans. G'day, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Ah, it's good to be back. I really enjoyed what I heard of you last week. It was brilliant. I, I, I was kind of tired and I was, was in bed playing a little bit PlayStation. I've got this little handheld bootleg thing. I was playing PlayStation on it or I was reading my Rose West book. Or I was, you know, talking to my eldest who was, me a lonely guy. Oh. Dude, go back to bed. Me a lonely guy. <laughs> they got such a weird turn of phrase. Me a lonely guy. It worked though, didn't it? It did work. He got in bed with me. It's great fun. Um, we got Paul Ross at one o'clock. Let's uh, go to Marie. Good evening, Marie. Hello. Hello, Hello. guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Marie. What have you got for us? Well, I'm a daughter of um, a Gary Glitter fan. Oh, oh blimey. Go um, on. Still a Gary Glitter fan. Well, she is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she still is a little bit. She tries to, she tries to say that you know, oh, it, it, he's been stitched up and whatnot like this and right, all that. Yeah. Um, but I can remember going to the London Arena when it was the London Arena on the Docklands. Oh yeah, the um, it was the London Arena. Yes, well remembered. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I and forgot that. And Susie Quattro was the uh, support. Yeah. And the place was empty, completely empty, with Susie doing her bit. The moment Gary came on the stage, the place was packed. Jeez, imagine standing um, at the bar mm-hmm. while Susie Quattro is on. Exactly. Dear exactly. God! Susie Quattro, Devilgate Drive! And this is what power he had. All the guys came out the bar Yeah. when uh, Susie came on. Um, and I remember as a kid, I mean, my mum dressed me up like a blooming Christmas tree. Yeah. And I had the tints around me, glittering in my hair and whatnot. Shoving me to the front. Yeah. Might as well have a neon sign above me. How, how old were you when you went, Marie? Oh, I'm going to say about six or seven. Oh, wow. So you were, you were proper little then? Well, yeah, but my mum and dad were music fans. Yeah. Um, I've met you a few times at monkey events. Oh. Um, did we around. did we meet at the um um the Royal Albert Hall one with Davey? Yes, yes we did. We and did. at the cavern as well. Oh, at the cavern. Flipping yeah. it. That was good, wasn't it? That was a brilliant one. Yeah, that, that was quite sweaty though. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, it was. It was. It was. Also, I, I felt bad because it wasn't the real cavern. No, no, no. I, yes, absolutely. I, I think you kind of think. Uh, all right, we're, we're all pretending <laughs> this is the cavern, but we know it's not the real cavern. Why don't we just call it yeah. something else? <laughs> it's now my local. Uh, oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a great little venue, but no, it's not it, the cavern. It is what it is. It is what it is. Isn't we it? saw a and, monkey at the know, cavern. That was that was uh, that was. Well, that was am- it was amazing. But was I amazing um, I've been taking. I mean, were you at the Hammersmith Odeon gig when it was Mickey and Peter? Yes. Because I had my eldest then, and gosh, he would have been. He would have been five, just about to turn six, I think. Uh, it was not six, about to turn seven, I don't think. Anyway, he was, you know, he was young, and that was one of his first gigs. And I've, I've been taking my boys to gigs since they were about six to see. Mm. I think the first one I took the oldest to was Brian Wilson. You know, I'm taking them to see the yeah. classics while those guys yes, are still with absolutely. us. But we've been absolutely. to see, we've been to, you know, I, I, I think it's great. If you, there's nothing better, Marie, and I bet your mum mm. had this at the Gary Glitter thing, right? There is nothing better than seeing one of my favourite artists. 
when they're singing one of my favourite songs yeah. and I've got the, the two people I love the most in the world next to me. Remember going to... I took Absolutely. Both, both boys, and I think it was the first gig for my youngest, maybe the second, first second, mm. to see the Beach Boys. And we had crap seats in the Royal Albert Hall right at the top. Um, but that when, when the Beach Boys started singing God Only Knows and I had my arms around the two most precious little bundles with me, my favourite song, one of my favourite bands. Yeah. Oh, it was magic. And I bet your mum had the same experience yeah, with yeah. you as a six seven year old at gary yeah, glitter absolutely yeah absolutely um but you know when you said that you were listening to the glitter band and you felt a bit like oh should i be liking this and you know you're singing along and whatnot um yeah i i went to just recently i think it was two years ago and i know i don't want to put them in the same brackets each other but i went to see jason donovan's 10 good reasons tour oh. now i haven't heard that album since that's a great record absolutely um but i hadn't listened to the album you know i had it on cassette i haven't had a cassette player for years yeah so i had uh, you know you know the um broke too many broken hearts you know every day i love you more i remember them too because they're played on you know the music channels yeah very but do you know what i listened i went on my own um because i didn't want to pay anybody ticket who didn't like him and do you know what? I sung every word. Now yeah. I haven't heard that since '89. It's something in our head. Oh, mate, that's, that's in there. I, do you know what? I I would I I, cause I was I was big into Jason Donovan when I was when I was mm. about fifteen sixteen, and I've not heard that album since then. I preferred the second album, if I'm completely honest. The third album yeah. was a load of old crap. But uh, <laughs> when he when he wanted to become a serious pop star, and he was so something yeah, like yeah. all around the world, is, oh, it's I terrible. Been through that one. Oh, yeah. it was all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I've not heard the f- the first album for years. But yeah, you're right. If I put it on. I could probably sing along with... It's, it's funny, it, it becomes ingrained in you because when you're a, a teenager, it, 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 it's so important. You absorb it in your pores. Yeah. And you're still growing at the time as yeah. well, so it's part of your growth, really, if, if that sounds icky, but it's part of your growth. And I think that's where, you know, you are a bit like, oh, because mum still puts on... If we have in our YouTube dark old nights when I go down to visit her, yeah. she will put on a Gary Glitter song just yeah. to... See, see what I'm saying, because I'm always saying, turn it down a bit, you know, don't let the neighbours hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it is, but, but here's the thing. I, I do think it's okay to listen to those things definitely in private. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, because yeah. it, we all have our own personal connections with music and, yeah. and with, with artists or TV appearances, or with, and I think in private, definitely. I, 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 and I, I can understand why some people would be... Um, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the right word. Upset? Oh, it's not quite strong enough. Um, uh, but but why some people would struggle if I were to play a Gary Glitter song now. Yeah. You know, I, I, can, I totally understand that. Of course and I do. And you know, he might get royalties or whatnot. Um, well, here's the, I think I he's... I, well, I thought he... Here's the thing with Glitter. I thought he'd sold them to pay yeah. for legal fees. Well, but I don't totally... But um, also, then, there's all the other... You know, all of the good Gary Glitter songs were... were they were basically Mike Leander, who, who wrote them and produced them and played all of the instruments. It wasn't the Glitter Band. Well, the Spice Girls sing it in the Spice World, don't they? They sing Leader of the Pack in the Spice World movie. They, they, yeah, there, there is. If you go... He was in the Spice mm-hmm. World movie, and then the child rape images yeah. um, came out. And if you if you look, there's a, there's a really... <laughs> if you've got 
go and watch Spice World. There's a massive <laughs> clunky edit where they cut his bit oh, out, yeah. and it really is. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. I yeah, the, 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 you, if you go on YouTube, you can see his bit. That, that, that his bit does exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is a yeah, there is a huge clunky edit where they sort of start singing "Leader of the Gang." Come in, Paul. They sort of start singing "Leader of the Gang," and um, and, and then they cut to the end of "Leader of the Gang." Marie, thank you very much indeed. Paul Ross is in. Hey, Paul. Well, of course, uh, left in the Spice World movie was Michael Barrymore, who had his own trouble oh. slightly later. Yeah, 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 of course. But then found completely innocent, of course, wasn't he? And then, and then he was about supposed to get... It, it, Barrymore's fascinating. He was supposed to get, like, a multi-million pound payout recently because of the way he was treated by the police, and then it went back to court, and court said, no, we're actually going to give you a pound for it. You know, I was so. in a thing co-written by him and uh, Jeff Pope, who wrote the Lauren Hardy film recently. Bob Mills co-wrote it, called Bob Martin. Now, were you in that? I was in that as myself, and I played, actually, not much of a character myself, I'd do anything for money in it. Yeah. Uh, Shane Ritchie was in my episode, Anthea Turner, yeah. and he was very good in that, because he was kind of able to distance himself from his public persona. Very intelligent man, I thought. It was kind I only of, met him that time. The only time I ever met him. It was him, kind of like a British Larry Sanders. Yeah, it was. It was tempted at that, yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't as funny, quite as funny as it's should have been. Tracy Ann Oban was in it as his PA oh, okay. agent or something. So some great people in it, good yeah. actors around. I think Keith Allen was in it as well, right. I think. There's, there's, a, there's a gentleman. And uh, they used Gary Litter's um, Rock and Roll Part 2 in Small Soldiers, the not bad animated film. Oh, that's good, that yeah, film. Yeah. Well, because that's that's played all the baseball games, or it certainly yeah. was. If, if a home run was scored, they play Rock and Roll. Hey! And because we're... It's like he was in the room there. Paul Raven, Paul Gadd, whatever his real name is. Paul Raven, yeah. Uh, Paul, what's on your show tonight? On the show tonight, a fascinating story, I hope, from the world of science, with not one but two leading researchers, a professor no less and his research assistant. They've been working with slug slime. And they're convinced that slug slime... I can barely say it without sounding like Quith Eubank. Slug slime can be used to not only prevent scarring as an agent on... You know, if people have been cut, oh. but also to re- kind of remove toxicity and remove infection. Cast- so coming to a hospital near I you, purifying slug slime. I know some women have snail facials. Oh, of course they do. Yeah, they do, don't they? So I imagine it's not that far. But this guy wants to use them in surgical procedures. Not the way they used to use. Yeah. They still do in some cases uh, leeches and even maggots to eat away decomposed or gangrenous flesh. Yeah. But no, to use the agent in slug slime as a, a kind of panacea for surgery to reduce scarring. They do the maggots in British hospitals st- yeah, now. I know. Well, you, didn't Gatford have it? Yeah, he did. Gatford had it. If you got, if you got your, your flesh is rotten away, they'll you whack a load of maggots on it. And I had a very quick, fantastic experience with you maggots. Got Twenty seconds. Go on. Okay, um, we did an item on the six o'clock. So I was a researcher when fishermen used to have their maggots frozen and they would defrost them for sea fishing under their tongue. Oh, so yeah. a night in the studio, who could hold the maggots under there? It's a tea time show, charming. Yeah. I used for the to longest. The six o'clock show. Yeah. Okay, so the, somebody won it and they got a little prize, and I was in charge of the maggots and I put them in the weekend world fridge and forgot about them. Yeah. Came in Monday morning and they'd all hatched when the inside the fridge and when they opened. Like a horror film, a huge plague of blue bottles came out. <laughs> All that and less coming up after one. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. We've got entertainment and we're not afraid to use it. Talk Radio.